0: hey what's up guys thanks for pressing play on another episode of you can't disappoint a podcast before we get started today let's just talk about a couple of the things that we have set up for
1: you guys yeah guys feel free to send us your trivia your favorite funny moment and your mvp from next week's episode over to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you guys and uh have you stump us on some trivia
0: for the full zach and steven experience you can also follow us on facebook instagram at can't disappoint podcast and twitter at you can't Disappod for all of the fun shenanigans we get into off pod every week wax on wax off pod We're really thankful that you guys are listening to us, and I promise to keep whatever that was to a minimum. (laughs) Now, I say let's kick off this week's podcast. What do you say, Steven?
1: Uh, Blue Skidoo Weekend 2, Zach. Let's dive in. All right. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Glad we did two takes, Zach. You had a lot to work with there. Now, I know this puts you in an awkwardly powerful position, but I have to know right now, in front of everyone, Do you love me too?
0: More than anything in the world. Really? Yeah.
1: So it begins Mm. the greatest relationship ever known.
0: Welcome to Season 2 of You Can't Disappoint, a podcast. We spent all of our money on the season finale, so there's no California, there's no audience, there's no sting, it's just me and Steven, and it's a little late, and we're a little sad. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the show, back to reality. Uh, glad. Whoa, you're... there
1: goes gravity! <laughs>
0: glad you're about, glad you're with us. Um, I, of course, am your host, Zach, and I heard a song that reminded me of you. Let's both listen to it with
1: one earbud. Hi, and, and I'm Stephen, co-owner of these earbuds, and let me just say, they are messy.
0: <laughs> we share a pair of earbuds. Yeah. And is it like
1: Sisterhood of the Traveling
0: Pants? yeah it fits both of our ears somehow how did you say it exactly it's like
1: well it has earwax on them but when i wear them good things happen (laughs) but but the greatest things i hear they lose their magic if you clean them off though which has really caused some problems for my hearing (laughs) uh the doctor said please 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 take it out of your pandemic for god's sake you should probably stop. But you it's going to take more than that to keep us down and to keep our friendship. You know, I—a wise man once said, it's going to take a lot to keep me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. I'm pretty sure this is a direct Betty White quote, yeah? Yeah, that was the one. Dr. Professor... Right reverend betty white okay welcome to the show
0: welcome back it's season two it's very exciting we're talking about one of my favorite seasons of television ever uh it's really hard to beat the just quality of season two of community as a whole and we're here to talk about it all one episode at a time we're
1: still here bitches (laughs) you thought you could kill us with just one season finale ha it's gonna take at least six Alright.
0: That is, of course, since we're in our first episode of the season, we're talking about season two, episode one of Community Anthropology One O One. Shout out, of course, as always, to our community papas. It's like the first day of school. Are you guys proud of us? We're pop pop. We're, we're in kindergarten now. You know, Yeah, gone. you took
1: our picture before you yeah.
0: you let us <laughs> yeah. walk into the Zoom meeting. <laughs> yes. I feel you like know, it, he's like our Mr.
1: Feeney. You know what? Uh, I was going to say, you know, speaking of anthropology, before sure. I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in podcasting, <laughs> I wanted to be a forensic anthropologist like Dr. Temperance Brennan from okay. the show Bones. But I quickly learned that that required school. And, and podcasting here we are. <laughs> <didn't>.
0: <laughs> yes, this, of course, being our lifelong career and passion now,
1: we're really raking in those big podcaster bucks. Speaking of, I want to thank our sponsor for today. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hanes Cutoff Shirts. You thought a t-shirt was cute? <laughs> Try Hanes off Shirts. Great mm. for the summer, great for the winter, great for boys, gals, and everything in between. Hanes Cutoff Shirts.
0: Thanks for that. You know, your uh, product placement of KY Jelly in our season wrap-up <laughs> special with Dom and Andre in the morning was a highlight. And if you haven't checked that out yet, you should. But after this, <laughs> listen to what we're doing right now.
1: Yes, this is more important.
0: This episode, Anthropology 101, was directed by Joe Russo, who we all know Joe Russo of the Russo Brothers. He had 21 directing credits throughout the entire series. And it was written by Chris McKenna, another really big community name, who in a lot of ways was kind of right-hand man to Dan Harmon throughout his years on the show. And he has over uh, – he has 10 writing credits on the on the series. And it originally aired September twenty third, 2010. And we're back, baby – what 10 years you know it hasn't it's only been two weeks you know we're not like <laughs> you know most shows after a season they go away for a while and then when they come back you're like wow finally I, i've been missing that that little bit of something i enjoy every
1: week but we're not like that we're just no. gonna keep doing it we are ever running we don't we have anything a, else to do weekly published <laughs> in your magazine all right, so <laughs> let's get into... Well, how are you, Steven? What have you been I'm, up to? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving. It sure um, is. Well, not when they're listening to it. Well, I don't know when they're listening, you know. <laughs> That's They true. could be listening a year That's from true. Now. We're getting
0: tons of
1: Periscope hearts right now. <laughs> You'd be so surprised. Yeah, but, uh, but it was nice, um, you know, eating food. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, once a year I allow myself to... To Indulge get off of my in to, yeah, in some food to get off my diet of you know uh, La Croix and rice. That's really I, unhealthy, man.
0: I really hope <laughs> you stop doing that one day. You know, be- beauty is
1: pain, Zach. You know, but yeah, I- I'm, I'm I'm doing well. How about you?
0: Thanksgiving is weird this year. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving and that you were able to, you know, have the comforts without uh w- while being responsible. And I like to think that we did that and we had some good food. So that's always nice.
1: Yeah, the one time a
0: year good. where turkey sounds good.
1: The Literally, unless I'm making a sandwich and pulling it out of the little Oscar Mayer container, you can keep the turkey. And it's, it's not really even
0: – I'm like – I'll go like roast beef or or pastrami. I, I'd probably go like lunch meat chicken before I go turkey. Uh, I don't know. It's But with that one time a year, it's on the table and boy, does it look good and is it so good
1: every time. Right, you know, there is one other time that I really like turkey, and okay. it is State Fair, right? And do I don't have? know if... Oh, like turkey place, legs. The, yeah, big
0: old turkey leg. Yeah. I always, whenever... they are, like, theme parks and stuff, too, and they always look so good and they smell so good, and then I get it, and it's like, oh, this isn't a cartoon. This is a real thing. This is so <laughs> much goddamned turkey well, meat. Well,
1: it takes, like an hour and a half to get like halfway through it. Like it, it's an all day. It's like choy with
0: the Giant Cookie where like That's exactly You know, what after it is. like five bites and you know you're still it's eighty degrees outside and, <laughs> and you're walking sixteen miles in four hours and you're like, I don't feel so good. Chomp <laughs>
1: Right. It's like, well I mean I got this whole turkey leg like, oh, I can't. Wow, deep fried
0: bacon grease? Mm. neck that's next. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving was fun. We watched Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which is always oh a good nice. Way to spend it. I hadn't watched it in a while. Uh, yeah, have you watched anything good? I finally – I feel like I've watched a lot of stuff. I watched the new Bill and Ted movie. Did which, you like that? The first, like, 30 minutes of it, I was like, oh, no, this is about to be whack. And mm-hmm. then the rest of it was so much fun. Oh, and, good. And, it, it, you know, 20-plus years in between – sequels almost never goes well and it really did it was super fun i in some ways i almost like it better than some of the originals i think
1: that's awesome Um,
0: let's see what else i've been watching animaniacs a little bit it's been a lot of fun and has some really uh timely funny jokes hidden in a kid's show that i really like Watched the new spongebob movie it was super whack it was one of those things where like halfway through it i just felt like this isn't made for me anymore, you know. This I'm. This isn't for me. And that
1: me. sucks because I feel like SpongeBob as a whole is still very accessible. It could to bridge the gap, audience. but
0: the the movie was really unfortunate. Watch the second season of Rami. I always say Rami. It's Rami. That's so disrespectful. And I know it's Rami. I'm sorry, Rami. I know you're listening. Come on the show, <laughs> bud. Uh, the second season was phenomenal. And now we're watching What We Do in the Shadows. We watched the movie, and we've just started the TV show. And it's been I pretty funny. I want to watch the show. You should watch the movie. It's really funny.
1: Yeah, it looks good.
0: And that's all um, I got. What about you? Anything nice. Good?
1: Okay. I actually have watched a few things, even within the last couple of days, that I'll talk about. Um, I'll start with live action. What? Uh, I watched two Broke scary girls? movies. <laughs> um, I, I, I watched... Uh, the most recent remake of The Grudge. Um, oh, yeah. That did yeah. happen. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, um, I would imagine. But If, if I were going to rank The Grudge movies, I'd say the original Japanese one, the first Grudge, then two, three remake. It okay. was really not great. Uh, huh. They they tried, I guess. Um, <laughs> then I watched, what I did enjoy was um, scary, scori- scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That was I wanted on, like, to watch book. that, but I didn't see it. Really liked it. Really good soundtrack for the movie. Um, I mean, it wasn't, like, anything to write home about necessarily. But as somebody who really liked the scary stories to tell in the dark books, I really liked the stories that they chose to pull from in the movie. And I think that it was a cool story and a cool way to make it into a movie.
0: Was the movie kind of goosebumpsy? Was it, like, family Very movie much. first,
1: scary movie second? Did it actually have some spookiness, though? Um it was yeah it definitely had some spookiness to it i I actually think it was more akin to the goosebumps movie okay. with jack black i enjoyed they were... the goosebumps yeah movie i did with jack too black. sure yeah it was kind of in that realm but maybe a little bit darker which which was cool because it was accessible for like a i wondered the trailers too.
0: made it seem that way a little bit wasn't yeah someone big attached to it did someone big like direct it or produce it do you know
1: um I want to say yes. I can't remember what name. I it remember It might have seeing. even been like Guillermo del in, Toro or something. It was like Guillermo that. del Toro was That's it? exactly who it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh Pappy McPoyle shout out. Right. What he's uh, mostly known as. Yeah. Um so that was good and then I watched um show and a movie I want to talk about. I'll talk about the show first. I talked about season 1 of this show before. It's called Great Pretender. It is a like con artist uh show um, really, really good. Part two came out the other night, um, and it was nine episodes, all spanning kind of one heist or con, and it was so fantastic. Really tied together the story from the first season, um, and and I was watching it. And I was like, you know, at this point, I'm expecting there to be some sort of twist, but the way they did it once again was just so good. And I think that's just like some of the best storytelling I've ever seen in anime. So, awesome. so good. Yeah, definitely a 10. I actually put it in my top 10 of all time. Wow. I updated my list. Big fan of it. Um, and then last night I watched a movie uh, by a film by <laughs> director Satoshi Khan, who is known pretty well for like Tokyo Godfathers and Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, that sort of thing. Um, and it's called Paprika. And Paprika, actually, like, if you watch it, you can see, like, shot for shot where Inception just straight up, like, took some of the scenes and put wow. it in their movie. Um, But it's so, so good. Like, the art in it is ridiculous, but it's about um these devices that you can use to enter other people's dreams. So, you <laughs> okay. know, not a ripoff at all. Cough, mm. cough. It, it okay. came out, like, four years before Inception, so sure. they took a lot from it. But it was so, so cool. Really imaginative. Like, super-duper trippy. Uh. Just out of this world, wild. Pretty solid movie. I enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. Well, to piggyback off of that, I think you could look
0: at a lot of mainstream, like American successes that are. I don't know. There's a fine line between ripped off and like inspired by, but I think a lot of the people that are making the movies that we watch are big movie nerds, so Mm -hmm. they're inspired. Like, 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 look at something like how The Hunger Games is so close to Battle Royale, which is amazing. Yeah. Or, um, I don't know. I, the list goes on. There, there, there are many things that, like the story archetype, is, is very similar. It's very similar, like how you yeah. mentioned with Inception. I could totally see
1: that. That's cool. Yeah, I and check it that definitely. Inception I've never seen went Inception. a different route with their story. I'll Whoa, be honest, I've never seen Inception. And I like I really it.
0: Really like all the Christopher Nolan movies I've seen. It's just one of those movies that, like, whenever I see it referenced, I it, it, there's it's like the community. There's one with Troy where he's like, "I didn't get Inception." I didn't get Inception. I, I feel like I'm going to be like that, and I, I, I don't want to.
1: I think Inception
0: I is worth watching two times. Okay. Well, I haven't watched it at all. Yeah, I know. You watch it twice. <laughs> See, that's a lot. I already have to commit to a second watch before I even commit to the first one that I'm just not going to watch. Well, I mean, it. probably. Okay, whatever. Let's get into some <laughs> trivia. Oh, yeah. Trivia
1: time. I've got five questions for you hey i have five questions for you okay then go ahead give me one all right um what magazine does annie say that the make out meter was in
0: oh um mm, national reporter close national review i think national is what she review said. yeah yeah Good that's guess. a really cute interaction what number is on the jersey hung up in troy's bedroom In that opening montage. Oh. Tricky. (laughs) Um...
1: Just give a guess. Is it four? No, it's eleven. Eleven. Damn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Damn! Damn it! Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right. what did Betty White, playing Professor Bauer, use her blowgun for in the past?
0: Oh, man, I'm not going to remember the specific of what she said.
1: That's okay. If you can
0: get like one part of it, I'll count it. Uh, I just remember she definitely said I use this when we, and mm-hmm. thus ends my remembering of the line. So I, I can't claim any
1: credit. Uh, well, she used it while hunting monkeys okay. with the Carubo in the Amazon.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay. I can, as you say it, I can see Betty White saying it in her wholesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What food items will be at the Fresh Start Dance? Oh, shoot. The dean announces it over the loudspeaker.
1: I always miss it because whatever happens right before he comes over the loudspeaker always takes my attention. And I can't remember. Uh, He says there will be free punch and fresh start cookies. Aw. Cute. All right. So you're over two so far. I know. We are not doing great. I got your first one you got half of it um hmm. okay <laughs> more than so you, you? you you are in, in a lead by half a point uh, all right finish the lyric the <laughs> genus is homo
0: is that because boobies we got him is that is that that one no i don't know the lyric
1: but you know you're into me
0: but you know you're into me there were mm-hmm. a couple of lines in that rap that I liked. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll look at it when we get to the end of the episode. I don't remember it mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but there was one thing that I was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> uh, what food does Jeff get denied of in the cafeteria line?
1: Uh, mac and cheese.
0: Yes. Nice. There you go. There you go. Now you're There's ahead one. of me. I'm now on the
1: board, a, neck a and point. neck. You're you're ahead of me. I just have half a point. <laughs> you're right. I am. I am by a nose just slightly ahead whatever um here's one okay where is the cleanest bathroom teacher's lounge boom Mm -hmm. and circle takes the square (laughs) uh what does
0: shirley misrepresent an axe as (laughs) a cross
1: (laughs) representing christianity (laughs) funny all right and the last one (laughs) How, how many followers does Old White Man Says have? 600,000. Correct. Enough
0: for a TV show audience. Uh, my final question for you. So I guess if you get this right, you win. Mm-hmm. And if you get it wrong, I win, even though we've never taken score on this before. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're starting, starting anew. Starting now. What song is the Irish wedding
1: singer parodying? <laughs> Wait. Do I actually know what it's called? Yeah. Got me wrapped around your finger. <coughs> Is it called Fool for You?
0: No. What's it called? It's Linger by the Cranberries. God damn.
1: There's the Fool for You. There you it's go. Got me wrapped around your <laughs> finger. All I right. love that song, and let's, I love the Cranberries.
0: Let's segue from that into some <laughs> email questions.
1: Ah, so uh, we have two letters that were delivered by, <laughs> by Owl. It was really cool, but super unnecessary. Yeah, but... <laughs> and the owl's dead. Like I don't know what you thought was and it's gonna weird happen. That they both did it. Did you guys plan this together? Yeah, that was. But we got the letters, so uh, <laughs> I guess I'll read the, f- the first one. It was from uh from Pop Pop himself, uh Community Father Christmas, uh Papa Noel de Commune. I don't. Wow, I don't know how to say community in French. Um, but morning kids. I don't have any answers for you this time, but I suspect you already know them. Not likely. Since first, when? What, what have we ever done to make you think that? Okay, what? We don't get the questions that we ask each other right, and they are vastly easier than my own. I ones forget the know,
0: answers cause... when I'm trying to
1: find out if Steven's right or not. Like, uh, <laughs> right? Sure, um, okay, maybe? first, who swears by the restorative power of Professor Bauer's urine? Oh. I think she says Dean Pelton. Dean Pelton? Maybe not though. I thought she said like somebody swears by it. Um, I'm going to guess the Turks. We'll see when we get oh, to the okay, episode. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I'm listen. Your they guess thought we were is going to know different. this. Yeah. Um, okay. Part of the Abed's wedding party. Okay. Once worked with one of the cast members. Do I know the group? I can tell
0: you this one. There are a couple of people, actually, in that wedding scene mm-hmm. that are previously in community members of the sketch comedy troupe, the Greendale Goofas, and oh. they are members of Donald
1: Glover's Derek Comedy troupe. Oh, that's awesome. So that's yes. that one. All right, here Nailed we go. It. Yeah, that was good. I need to watch some of that Derek Comedy stuff. I've I never, never watched much, but they have a movie. Uh, um is uh uh, the searching search party what's it called i don't think so mystery gang mystery team yeah mystery
0: team is what yeah
1: that's a funny movie it was on like hulu forever i've never seen it um it's it's fine um how much money is in chang's bank account it was like it's 20 something yeah like 23 bucks and like 27 cents or something like that goals Mm -hmm. all right here here we go I've discussed this episode a couple of times with people and I just want to point to both of you to watch Allison's portrayal of Annie after she punches Jeff I will argue until I'm dead that I think Annie is lying about her feelings for Jeff going forward from this episode because everybody reacts to Jeff over the news they kissed and they ignore her have a great one guys Ooh. why does he
0: like like uh, prose that as if we already disagree I don't think I disagree no I don't disagree yeah I Just because yeah. we don't ship it doesn't mean that I don't see when it's happening. We just don't. It's just not exactly my forte. But we'll get into
1: that. We'll, we'll talk about it. I, we'll I will talk a fair it. amount about this. Sure. Um, but thank you for writing in, Papa. Uh, our other letter that came in, uh, let me. That owl did survive, but its life will never be the same. <laughs> yeah, but one of the owls made it. Harry uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Must not return to Hogwarts. Uh, <laughs> cut that. All right, this one from MJ. Hey, Zach and steven Hey. I really hope this letter reaches you in time. Literally <laughs> just writing time, yeah. this the Very morning you're about out. to record your season two premiere podcast. Anyway, just wanted to say I really enjoyed your season closer episode last week with Dom and Andre. Hope Thanks. y'all do more of those in the future. Thanks. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Dom and Andre. Dom and Andre
0: have sent us each a restraining order post-haste. I looked into it as best as I could, guys. Sorry you can't disappoint a podcast nation, but it, it works virtually, too. We can't get them on a Skype call anymore. Yeah, um, they blocked
1: us on most social medias, too. The, so, the Guys, yeah.
0: we, to- we, we totally understand it was uncalled for, but come on. Come on. For the fans.
1: It was... Come on. Come it was kind of funny. Come on. Uh... <laughs> As for the episode at hand, I think this is a very tricky episode to evaluate since it had to tie up the loose ends the season one finale left, and it definitely isn't one of my favorites because of that. But I'm sure, sure y'all are going to have some great discussions about its merits. Merits. Hope y'all enjoy my quiz. Oh, we'll talk about each of its merits very closely. <laughs> is that what you said? That is what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> All right, MJ's trivia round, week thirteen. Oh, like like minds thinking likely. Hmm. Um what was Troy's football jersey number as seen in the very memorable opening scene? Okay. That would be Eleven.
0: 11. 11.
1: Um for their very first activity, Professor Bauer had their class split off into groups of no more than how many people? 8. 8, yeah. Mm. Um, how much was Chang's current balance according to the automated voice in his cell phone? I'm going with, like, 23, 27, something like that.
0: It was less than 25, certainly. Yeah. I think it was
1: 23-something. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Annie, where is the cleanest bathroom in Greendale? That would be Teacher's the teacher. Lounge. lounge. Wow. Look at that. Uh, name at least two of the nine tools that were used. Well, there's like, the choky thing. The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> i really want to play a game of clue with you now zach i just i suddenly have the urge the yellow guy yeah, yeah, the, in the toilet room uh, with the, the metal did it
0: in the couch place with the i don't know the, the sharp thing
1: yeah
0: <laughs> thank you
1: okay so you I, had the i don't
0: know this i don't know another one do you know another so there one? was a noose
1: there was an axe wow. there was a bow there was a blade of some sort Wesley Snipes? It's funny enough, I also watched Blade this week, starring Wesley Snipes and Chris Interesting how you left that off the list of things <laughs> you watched that you wanted to talk about. Wonder why.
0: You know um, all the stories of how, like, Wesley Snipes made everyone call him Blade while they were on set? Yeah, he, like whenever he wasn't filming, whenever he was just like at work, he made everyone refer to him as Blade. He said, "I'm Blade." <laughs> they said,
1: so, "You know, it didn't work when it came to tax time." No. He uh, no, it didn't. Like, no. sir, you're not Blade. You owe us seven hundred thousand dollars. Blade doesn't know anything. I haven't had taxable income since I
0: was a baby. <laughs> I'm
1: like, okay, Blade.
0: Um, <laughs> Laser eyes. I don't know what powers
1: Blade has. To see have I haven't Blade. seen the movie. Does he have? Um, In a not-so-subtle piece of product Uh, placement, what brand of phone was Troy using to tweet for Old White Man Says? Was it a Blackberry? I don't know. That's the first one. I don't know. It was 2010. The iPhone was out.
0: Sure, but could they have afforded to show an iPhone, and would Apple have cared to give them their product placement? Apple's really uh, protective over its product placement. They have like rules that if someone's going to use an iPhone in a movie, that the bad guys can't use iPhones. Only the good guys can use iPhones. That's hilarious. Like stuff like that. So I doubt it's I doubt it's Apple.
1: Yeah, I would because say BlackBerry maybe Samsung. Black-based. Sure. Mm-hmm. That
0: would be Don't interesting. You we'll
1: have to pay attention. Um, speaking of how many people follow the old white man says Twitter account, six hundred thousand. Yes. Um, And And if they could send a couple followers our way, that would be super appreciated. Please do. Old
0: old Um, Man says.
1: The last question, this is a pretty good one. Uh, What was the star rating of Troy and Abed's new version of the Spanish rap with Professor Bauer?
0: It changed, but it made its way up to a
1: four out of five. For sure. Which I think is being a little nice. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe because it had toto's africa mixed in which i'm gonna be a hundred percent honest real quick I, I think you just pronounced weezer wrong i would be lying to you if i said that when i play sweet dreams or made of these at yeah. the studio to like it was the tango, weezer version i play the weezer version every time it's a more clear time i really honestly. like the weezer version i like that whole cover album
0: honestly the africa one is one of the weaker ones but agreed billy jean though i'm not i'm not wild about their billy jean but that cover album is good we'll save that for the weezer podcast you know we could talk about weezer you for can't two hours a week Dis a Weezer a weezer sure can disappoint sometimes but
1: <laughs> we Ooh. love them anyway and we're back mj thank you so much for writing in on this letter um next time if you could use ink and not crayon mixed with Sharpie, and what I can only assume is mayonnaise. Uh, But thank you for writing in. As always, we look forward to your next correspondence. Thanks for sending in
0: those emails, guys. That was really great. It's always great to have you guys be a part of the trivia. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping with it because we're about to record a whole batch of episodes so we don't have to talk to you guys over Christmas. And we can, well, more so I don't have to talk to Stephen over Christmas, and we can enjoy that time separated. So we're going to do a whole batch in like a week and a half. So if you want to get in trivia for the next couple episodes, uh, get them in fast. We're going to be doing Accounting for Lawyers on December 3rd, so get your trivia in by then. We're going to do The Psychology of Letting Go by December 7th. Get your trivia in for that. And we're going to do Basic Rocket Science, which is an episode I'm really excited to uh, look at and talk about. Uh, So we're going to do that December 10th, so get in your trivia for that.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to go ahead and record those episodes. I have a pretty uh, busy December. I'm, like, booked every day to dress yeah. up like the Grinch and go yell at some little kids. So I'm Lots not of stuff full to plate. look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Post haste.
0: Post haste. I said that earlier, and I liked it. I'm going to start saying it more, I think. I like it. You better Thanks. get a mustache. Thanks. So now let's move into what, friend, was your funniest
1: moment for the episode? What made you laugh the hardest? <sighs> this is kind of hard um it's actually very difficult for me okay i'm gonna go with one that i don't know if it's the funniest moment but it's definitely the one that all four times that i've watched this episode in the last 48 hours you watched the episode this week i did a little bit um i skimmed (laughs) i i muted it and played it at three times speed um I figured I get the gist, but what looked the funniest was when uh, it's kind of everything's kind of blowing up in the study room um, mm-hmm. with everybody, and uh, Jeff tries to turn around on Troy and say that mm-hmm. he's you know writing things about Pierce, and Pierce is like, "What if I you know said what you said?" And he's like, "Troy thinks that all cats are girls and all boys are dogs," and Troy goes, "And all boys are dogs. <laughs> all all dogs are boys. All men are dogs." <laughs> Men are trash. Science uh, but, delivered. But he, but he goes – Have you ever seen a cat penis? Yeah, if you can't disprove that. Have you ever seen a cat penis? And I'll be honest. I haven't
0: seen a cat penis, but I've definitely seen cat balls. Yeah. They got some big old honkers sometimes. They be that dangling. That was your funniest moment? That's That was my one. funniest Mine's moment. Mine's in that same scene. Uh, and and really, honestly, it's a lot of things that happen in the, in that scene. But if I had to pin the one that just makes me laugh the hardest – uh that's just a quick thing is when abed's piling all the people in for the wedding scenario and he's like and here's your best man george clooney he's like what's up it's just <laughs> it's just the ridiculousness of it's it and so... the timing of it makes me laugh so well i, I love that it abed a like moment yeah
1: i love that abed like leaves the study rooms and goes and grabs an irish woman some people to hold balloons and <laughs> a george he clooney look already
0: and it kind of there's an episode in season three that's not a favorite of mine that involves a lot of celebrity impressionists Mm. and this kind of sets that up a little bit because one of the things in that episode is that like abed has a problem and he's hiring too many of them and spending too much money on it (laughs) so that kind of tracks more having seen his behavior here
1: can we please go into a when we get to that episode a Mm -hmm. very long talk about the can we uh... each
0: be impersonating someone the entire episode
1: well i think that's a given (laughs) um but we need to talk about that episode of nathan for you with the bill gates impersonator and then the subsequent like two hour long special sure yeah
0: if you haven't watched nathan for you there's your homework check out nathan for you it's great there's not that much of it binge it it's so good now we're gonna segue into a brand spanking new season two segment our main man, Stephen Baker, is going That's to be me. tasked with the challenge each week to, you know, these episodes of Community are sprawling. There's so many threads to them. We're going to see if he can combine it all together into a succinct statement. There's going to be 20 seconds on the clock. And oh each week, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a major passive-aggressive micromanager. At the <laughs> end of his presentation, I will give it the rating Okay, here we I go. deem
1: it. So you got it And go Okay so this episode they all wake up in their rooms All six of them or seven however many there are And then they go into class like happy first day of school But then everyone's really awkward because like uh, uh, Britta like told everyone that she loved Jeff And then everyone's like oh Britta's so cool em- Empowerment go girls and then Annie's like But I, I want to kiss you but I'm not young And then Jeff's like I want every girl to kiss me And then he kisses Britta a lot That's And then time. it's really awkward <laughs> That's time I feel like you just skimmed the surface <laughs> I didn't but quite get the to the end, but I, I sure drew people
0: in, you know. It's the first week, so I'm going to grade on a curve
1: and give you a D minus. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. You know, I think I really got the first five minutes of the episode down pat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. I didn't get into the anthropology part. It's like the speed was there, but the content <laughs> wasn't I was just I was just saying everything I would say in a long-winded explanation, just fast.
0: Oh, that was really funny. All right, That's we'll see. What, we'll see what happens next week. Let's... Stay
1: tuned with my journey. This is my training arc. This is when I become a master explainer of things.
0: Uh, we can call that segment. Did Steven watch the episode this
1: week? <laughs> and uh, after this week's results, it's clear that I watched at least kind the first of. five minutes. Sort of. Sure.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about it. What did you think of this episode? I. Remember, this is an episode that I don't like that much, mm-hmm. and I felt very quite the opposite watching it this time.
1: Yeah, same. I remember th- that it was a very relation—excuse me—it was a very relationshipy episode, mm-hmm. which I'm normally not for unless it involves Troy and Britta, I and mean, I'm really only barely for that. Um, but yeah, this was like really fun. I enjoyed super fun. Yeah, like even the parts of it that like I don't like when community does it i think community is aware that we don't like that when they do it and so they were like our bad (laughs) i feel like when i watched this younger
0: even though i didn't care about the relationship pairings that much i like was kind of willing to follow it because I figured the show was going that direction Mm -hmm. and then this episode after all that stuff in the last episode of season one it kind of sweeps it all under the rug yeah it's like you're stupid for caring about that (laughs) and says we're gonna do other stuff now and I think at the time I was like wow that's really silly am I supposed to like take this seriously Mm -hmm. but now that I I love the show so much I like this episode that sweeps it all under the rug in a way that's funny way more than I liked the episode that that set it all up in a way that felt odd.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally, totally,
0: totally. Cool. Let's dive into it. The episode starts with, I don't know, probably my favorite 15 or so seconds of community yet. It's it's pretty freaking well done. It's nothing life-changing, but it's something... Stylistically different from anything that they've done, where we're seeing everyone's morning routine. We, a lot of these people's rooms we haven't seen before this. Yeah. We see all of their morning routines in a really cool panning shot that starts with Abed, who is, is obviously very excited for the first day of classes because he's got it circled on his calendar. And a fun fact is that the date that he's got circled on his calendar is the 23rd, the date that this episode ended oh, that's up actually cool. airing. And for them to be able, I don't know, I'm sure that was kind of a coincidence, but that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, Abed wakes up and says, and we're back, as if it's the new season. It's a really nice moment, and it starts this great episode. I love that Abed's room is just a wall of a DVD collection. (laughs) Right. It's super relatable. We see Troy's room, and of course, this is the shot that is actually in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Which is so cool. Uh, of course, there was okay after season one of Community. There was this big thing, I guess it would have been Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, where mm-hmm. they were talking about recasting, uh, rebooting Spider Man, and a bunch of people wanted Donald to play Spider Man, which would have been really cool. Yeah, and I think it gained some traction. He actually voiced Spider Man in a uh, animated series. He did, I think. Uh, and so this was for uh, uh, an homage to that. You know, we see Troy in his room with a Spider Man shirt on this image of him in his room with the Spider-Man shirt on was in the movie, Into the Spider-Verse, in a scene, like on the television in the background. And that's such a cool
1: cool. homage to this that's an homage to, like, the fan movement.
0: Which, if you have not
1: seen Into the Spider-Verse, as soon as you're done with this episode, go watch it.
0: It's one of the best, if... And it could be argued is the best uh, version of Spider-Man we've seen in theaters so far. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the Holland stuff, but I'm not super invested in the MCU, so I don't have a lot of stake in seeing movies that are connected to 30 other movies. Yeah. But I've heard he's a really good Spider-Man. He is a really good Spider-Man. And I would like to watch his films. Can mm-hmm. I he's watch, a much better can I, Spider-Man. Can I than... watch Spider-Man Homecoming
1: without it like being like, stay yeah.
0: tuned to see who's still alive on the next... You can actually watch Spider-Man
1: Homecoming pretty independent of knowing about Infinity okay. War and all that. I on. might do that. And the thing is I kind of know what happens
0: anyway. and <laughs> I've never seen any of the movies. Yeah. Okay. So after the shot of Troy – and it's cool that he's, of course, living in Pierce's mansion. Yeah. And they've both got this weird tetrisy <laughs> window. Pierce, like, stumbles out of his waterbed that looks like he made it out of a like, backyard <laughs> pool for children. Right? And he's got a, a really flattering portrait of old school Chevy Chase hanging above his bed. And he just tumbles out of his bed. We see Shirley. I think Shirley's room is really cool and indicative of her character.
1: Mm-hmm. With her two little kids kind of waking her up and rolling around. We see
0: Jeff, shirtless, doing upside-down pull-ups. And, you know, Steven says he watches the first five minutes a bunch of times. I watched just these six seconds about... <laughs> Eight hundred and fifty times on a loop. It, was a, great, it was a great great thing. And then we see Annie's room uh with like barred windows. <laughs> you can tell she's got all of her cutesy princess stuff, but like in an apartment that she's renting for four hundred bucks a month or something yeah. like that. And after her we get Britta. I like Britta's room and the way it's decorated a lot too. I do too. This whole shot was filmed okay, so like on a sound stage Mm-hmm. where it was like each room next to each other so they could literally do this sweeping motion shot and that's i guess awesome. their sound stage wasn't big enough to hold all of them so somewhere in there there is a really clean unnoticeable yeah. cut between
1: two of them i'm not sure which two they mentioned it on the commentary but i that's thought that was super really smooth cuz cool. i i figured that they must have had to be in like one of those like round ones that they like could go all the way around in that's yeah. crazy
0: it's a super smooth, is a great word for it, this whole sequence. Uh, Joe Russo really knows what he's doing behind the camera. Yeah. And it's such a cool way to start the show for the season. It's a great, like, and we're back for the show. Definitely. We hear as we close in on Britta after that, the, the dean starts giving his speech over uh, Britta walking through the campus for the first day back. And the Dean isn't in this episode physically, unfortunately. I wish he had been. Right. But he's basically, uh, you know, catching us all up on what happened last time because it's the second season of a network show. I'm sure a lot of people were watching for the first time and it's been a long time since the last episode. So he basically says, you know, we're having a fresh start dance literally because of Britta's (laughs) up at the end of last (laughs) season where she got in front of the entire school and said that she loved Jeff and Jeff walked out. And that's pretty much where we ended things last season. And, of course, you guys know that Steven and I didn't care for that at all.
1: Not too much.
0: (laughs) And I think that – I don't know. It sucks that they put themselves in that corner to begin with. But I think this episode does exactly what I wanted it to do with all of that stuff. Yeah. It addresses it, but it doesn't take it or itself too seriously – one thing I do like, though, is throughout this whole episode, Gillian's performance, especially in this shot here where she's like walking outside, going back to school. She's really nervous. She knows everybody's thinking about what happened. She doesn't yet know that like she's become this hero for people or that people are really yeah. on her side. She's mortified because of what happened. And I thought last season they didn't really show that enough when it happened. So it was no. nice to see how she felt and how she was anxious about coming back and I thought Gillian played it off really well in a way that was believable and kind of some of the stuff that Annie got to do I feel like this episode gave Britta a little bit of that where we got to
1: see more of what type of person Britta actually is totally I think that she throughout this whole episode does such a good job of really kind of being a character you know I think that in season one you know they have a couple moments where Britta has some depth to her, but for the most part, they're still kind of figuring it out. You know, Annie got her stuff kind of more ironed out towards the end of the season. Abed has his thing. Jeff, the whole time, is pretty focused on, you know. But Britta, I think, really starts to come into her own, not just this episode, but this season, especially, you know, this and next season, as more than just kind of the, the opposite to Jeff. You know, she actually is kind of her own thing now this episode she is kind of opposite to jeff right but i think it's sure. it's kind of the start of her just them at least showing her having more feelings and thoughts that are her own and not just kind of jumping on some bandwagon which is normally what she tends to do and this premiere in general and not just with britta it's like they don't have to
0: explain to us who any of these characters are anymore we mm-hmm. don't have to really learn anything new about them to under we know these characters now they kind of catch us up on the stories from last season but now these characters are just in one room and let them bounce off of one another yeah. there's none of the first season introduction to it all i don't know i think this episode does it great this is the community that i love mm-hmm. next we see pierce and troy arriving on campus together because they've been living together uh they have this Batman Shaft interaction that's <laughs> I don't know, backwards in a good Pierce way where he comment uh he says Batman and Shaft and Troy's like, you know, there's a Robin and Pierce gives a speech about oh well Batman's friend could be anyone. It could be Shaft, it could be Dolomite, it could <laughs> be <laughs> oh, Don't limit yourself. Don't oh limit Pierce. yourself. And of course this sets up the old white man says Twitter page that's a runner through this episode. That's a real Twitter page from two thousand ten that's still up. Yeah, it is. Um what kind of phone is that? <laughs> yeah, they say really shameless product placement, but oh, I is feel that like
1: an iPhone?
0: Unless he says it out No, because he's holding it sideways to text. That's true. I guess you could
1: do that back that in the day. That used to be a thing that was cool but I still iPhones.
0: don't think.
1: And iPhone users are like, oh, I'm too cool to turn my phone sideways.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Pierce is wearing gloves for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a classic vest that's really If He's putting them on and, and taking shades. them off. I don't
1: know what's going on.
0: And uh, this, uh, this shot or this scene is really cool how it's a crossroads as one pairing of yeah. the study group moves on. Now Annie and Abed are walking around. Uh, and just after Troy tweets what Pierce just said, now everyone's reading it and reacting to it and laughing at it that I think is funny. Now we're in the study room. It feels so good to be back. Back in the study room.
1: Let's go back. Back to the shack.
0: This is a real Weezer-heavy episode. It is huh? a
1: very Weezer-heavy episode.
0: <laughs> everyone's screaming. Everyone's really excited to see each other. They're all hugging. They're all making really... In-character, wholesome, believable, small talk with each other. Pierce asks Troy how his summer was, and Troy's like, I live with you. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> funny. We get a hint of the awkwardness that Annie and Jeff have after a kissing at the end of last season, and they have a hug that also kind of goes with their vibe this episode that kind of lingers too long from Annie, and,
1: and Jeff just kind of pushes her away. <laughs> He's like, D- and I love that... You know, as as much as Jeff is kind of an asshole, the first lot of this episode about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um he Joel McHale does such a good job of portraying mm-hmm. Jeff like being so worried about people finding out about him and Annie or like seeing that and thinking anything of it. Which is which is very funny because like with he and Britta it wasn't like that. They just were kinda like, you know, stuff's done, you know, but it's not like he was Super anxious about you and finding out that he did the thing with Britta. But Annie, he, he kind of realizes he's like, okay, she is a lot younger than I am. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. After being a total wet blanket in the season finale
0: that let people walk all over him, say mm-hmm. whatever they want to him. Do- and he's just so noncommittal that he just leaves the room. Then in this episode, he totally snaps out of that. And I think it's really great. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, okay, so we spent so much of the first season talking about how, oh, Jeff's an asshole, but we're supposed to love him. Like, screw that. No, he's an asshole. Yeah. But now it's to the point where, like, he's an asshole and I kind of love him. <laughs> where the There are a couple points in this episode where the mean stuff Jeff does feels different now that this study group has a lived-in...
1: Like mm-hmm. Now that they're closer and that you yeah, know that he it, it's does It's being care.
0: mad at your friend and saying something mean rather than calling Abed autistic within the first 20 minutes you meet him like when yeah. we were in the pilot. It, it's it's different now and it, and it works a lot better for the character and for the dynamics and it makes it easier to laugh at that than it, it was. It does. Yeah. It, yeah. Jeff says, are you guys ready for whatever anthropology is? And <laughs> I wanted to ask, did you ever take a class like that? Because I sure didn't uh the, i like, don't think so like no. something in the anthropology family did
1: you ever have that type of class no, no way i don't think it's a very general class is it no it's like super duper like if you take anthropology it's normally because you're going into some sort of like historical studies or like studying ancient civilizations or something like that i feel like it's not normally like a requ- like a requ- like a required class or something like that
0: hmm. This is when they bring up that Britta's not there, and it's kind of the elephant in the room where everyone's like, I kind of get why Britta doesn't really want to show her face around here. Is she coming? Should we reach out to her? I guess some people have, and she hasn't returned calls or emails. Uh, And they're all, like, really bummed about it for a second, (laughs) and then... All of a sudden, Pierce says, did you guys see Toy Story 3? And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Toy Story 3. I love Toy Story 3. Which, 3. to
1: be fair, Toy Story 3 would supersede <laughs> most personal yeah. relationships in my life. It's Toy a Story fun glimpse,
0: great. too, into what people were talking about in 2010 yeah. when they got in a room together. Because uh, totally. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Toy Story 3 was great. Toy Story 3 is
1: great. It's so good. Now I cried the Did theater. you see
0: Toy Story 7? Wow. <laughs> the the ai produced voice of the late great tom hanks was great in this one oh god that, what a sad day that'll be yeah super sad anyway britta is there she was on the couch and she pops up and makes a really uh endearing like i'm bummed out face to everyone and everyone's like hey britta really excited." hey and toy troy's, story <laughs> troy's still on toy story 3 <laughs> And she basically says what we all needed to hear. She was, she, Britta says to everyone, I know you guys are all thinking about what happened. Uh, it was super uncalled for. I was caught up in a competition. Um, it was stupid. I wish I could just make it all go away. And she apologizes to Jeff, which Pierce accepts. Yeah. Yeah. She basically says that she's scared of the other people in the school and she's kind of hiding in the room because she's not sure what the aftermath of all this is going to be. And I think it's really wholesome, and it's really... You totally understand where Britta's coming from. Yeah. I think she knows things are fine with her friends. But now to everyone else in the school, she is the girl who made a big deal in front of everyone.
1: Yeah, and it's clear that, you know, she does feel bad about putting Jeff in that position, and especially when she didn't mean it, you know. Um, and she can tell everyone in the school is gossiping about her, which she mm-hmm. says reminds her of high school for her, mm-hmm. where, you know, Britta probably did some wild shit. <laughs> And act it out, and people probably talked bad about it. Who didn't? Come on. And Jeff kind of tries to
0: go alongside that and says, like, oh, I don't mean to be a tool, but you made me look bad. And she's like, I know, shut up. We're not talking about that. But they're pretty much able to, as a group, say, let's put this aside and go to class, which is really nice. And it doesn't exactly stick uh, as this tension bubbles throughout the episode. Yeah. But it's nice that they talk about it that way. And we move on. Britta leaves, and what changes it is that these totally unbelievable student
1: girls start flocking around Britta and they worship her. <laughs> yeah, all 29 people that were at that dance really got the word around fast. <laughs> all yeah, it's six like all of a sudden students. there are
0: so many more students at Greendale, <laughs> and they all remember all of this stuff. Right. and they, Britta loves this attention because you know it reminds her of how she was in high school and these girls uh embrace her because of the stuff that happened and and it feels really good so even though she feels awful about what happened and wishes she could take it back she's immediately willing to really slide into it to get this attention <laughs> so people like her and that's super relatable I know we all did some crazy stuff for attention in high school
1: yeah, I mean, I told Joel McHale that I loved him several times when I was in high school, but nobody ever started worshiping me because of it. No one called me brave. They literally ask her for autographs, and I like
0: Gillian when they're like, do you sign stuff? And she's like, no, and again. <laughs> and then there's a really smooth transition of Jeff, you know, saying, I don't like where that's going, watching
1: that. And then Annie just appears from behind. <laughs> and he's like,
0: yeah, you're right. And
1: and just like, oh, my God. It's like that scene in The Office where Dwight's looking at that uh, one girl and Angela pauses behind him he's like, oh, f-. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that he said the F word. They bleeped it, which makes you think he did. But Well, we'll bleep it too, so we don't know that you did. Hey, what could I have said? <laughs> Was it a slur? Oh my god, I probably. I hope not. <laughs> so
0: this conversation, honestly, uh, of the episode, if I had to pick the thing that... I wish I could take out of this. It's mostly the Jeff and Annie stuff, but yeah. it doesn't bother me that much. It doesn't bother me anywhere near the stuff a couple weeks ago did. It's very small. I think I just don't like the, the, it seems to kind of really deduce Annie to a certain stereotype of character. Yeah. Uh, in, in her lines and in her behavior that she, in something that I think in later seasons, they really hurt her character with that, all she is is a schoolgirl with a crush on Jeff sometimes.
1: Well, and that's my big issue with this is I think that it completely erases all the fantastic work that Allison did in the season finale. She was kind of other than Vaughn and Troy with the cookie, the bright spot for that episode, you know, and even though I don't like how much the kiss how much of the kiss there was, <laughs> I don't mind the first kiss, it's the second one that I have issue right. with between them, right? right. I think that she, every night, I think that she displayed maturity, which is why that moment happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, for, to a degree, but I think that she, you know, I think she, she says here at some point, she's not some, you know, school girl or some like, you know, girl with a crush. That's exactly what she's acting like. And Mm -hmm. like you said, they kind of keep putting her in that hole, which is why for me the Jeff Annie thing will never work because they paint her like a, Little kid that's into her, you know, older brother's friend or like a teacher or something like that, and
0: instead you know, of I'll like two peers. Walk back your statement about it, because I don't feel quite that bitter towards it. I don't think I—I I forget how you said it, but I don't think I think it completely undoes her character work from last season. Because on the other hand of it, how relatable is it that you've had like a little connection with someone? Something probably isn't going to happen, but now you're totally crushing on this person, and you may know all of the stuff about how it isn't going to happen, it shouldn't happen, and I shouldn't be thinking about it. But then when you're there talking to that person, you're like tunnel vision crush mode, and it all goes away. And you find yourself good like wanting to put yourself in front of that person as often as you can, regardless, you know? So, you know, even if it's just.
1: You know, once a week doing a podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So I hated every second of that. But we'll talk later. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, it's that there's so little time to dedicate to all of the things that are going on to where it feels very Annie's like, ha, 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 maybe, and Jeff's like, pushing her down like no way and then five minutes later it kind of happens again I I think that's what it is I think what they're doing is fine but it's a little I don't know it, 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 it sells Annie short I see where you're coming from Never do that ever again. (laughs) Jeff says it, you know, he, I really like Jeff's line about how like, look, when we kissed, it was a mistake. If I, if anybody found out about it, I'd be tarred, feathered and put on one of those websites. (laughs) I think that's a really funny line. Yeah. And Annie, yeah, I don't really care for the, that she says, no, I'm not just some crush girl, but then talks about like when they made out, she's like, but Hey, remember when we made out and what we did? (laughs) Which, like I said, I think it's relatable, and I think we've been in positions like that, but I yeah. don't like seeing it that much. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's so clear that Jeff's trying to downplay it. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's pretty nice about it. And he just, like, rushes away, like, giggling, and looks back at him one more time. And Jeff, I don't like where that's going.
1: <laughs> Three's Company 2. <laughs> Did you ever watch Three's Company? Yeah. I don't sure. remember a whole lot about it, but I've seen episodes. I think most of America could probably say that. Yeah.
0: We got a full theme song sequence this week. I wonder if we're going to find that happening most
1: times in season two. I hope so. Me too. It's funny because, like, so many of the episodes in season one didn't have the full theme song. But I remember watching the full theme song. I feel like So every it time. must be.
0: It must be in a lot of season two and three. Yeah. So now we're getting ready for anthropology class and we've got a new set. They've got a new set in season two for the anthropology classroom that I think looks really cool.
1: I like it a lot. It's um, super well decorated with a lot of anthropological things sure, like pots and shields, you know. And
0: I even like the classroom setup that's different from the the desk and chairs of the Spanish classroom. It's more the tables with like computer chairs type chairs I like it I think it's a nice setup yeah and it allows for a different visual setup I don't know I think it works really well the first thing we get is Jeff and Annie walking into our introduction of student Chang you know they kind of talk about that do we call you senior Chang or are you just student Chang Uh, (laughs) they they mention good continuity because he's two credits into a music uh, degree (laughs) Chang which is great and they have this little interaction about why are you taking this class? Is it just because you want to be friends with us? Uh, and he has a funny line about oh, there's like genital mutilations in this class, and <laughs> and and all of this stuff that he saw in the course description. And we get one of our first really, I don't know, specific using chang as a word in a sentence when he says that the class
1: is speaking his changwidge. Yeah, you know, I like the changwidge joke. I wish they'd stopped there.
0: Yeah, they do it a couple times in this episode, and I get it. It's it's hard well, not I don't, to. His name's Chang. I don't even mind it in this
1: episode. I think... I just in the wish future, they, they were... do it a
0: lot. Yeah. And because they do it a lot, it's harder to laugh the first couple times. Here's the thing. I think the material Chang gets in this episode isn't super strong until the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But student Chang is my favorite iteration of Chang, like by far. So... It makes me remember how much I liked that, so I'm willing to forgive that it's not my favorite jokes coming from him because they're still kind of figuring out mm-hmm. how to use him in a different way. Yeah, uh,
1: But I almost wish that he would have just been Student Chang for the rest of the series. I would have preferred that. I would have too. I am but... 99% sure I really would have preferred that.
0: Now, I like Chang a lot in Season 5 and 6, but I sure couldn't tell you like what his purpose was at that point. I don't remember if he was... I think he was... They had, like, the Save Greendale committee, and I think he was a member of it, but Mm -hmm. I guess were any of them taking classes? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I I like Chang as a student quite a bit, so it was nice to see a good introduction to him in this. Britta walks into the classroom, and everyone starts cheering (laughs) a little bit too loud and for a little bit too long. Yeah. Gillian said one of the actresses on set was every time they sh- they shot for another day, she would show up on set looking more like her. Oh, my God. Because she, like, took it seriously to the point of, like, these girls are obsessed with Britta, so I'm going to show up a little bit more dressed like Brita every day. That's amazing. I think it's funny. There's a funny Jeff-Abed interaction here. I really like Abed's really slight through line in this episode. Uh, we're not quite getting to that here, but he starts talking about, you know, as Brit is doing her snake dance, I love that we get the return of turning it into a snake in this episode. <laughs> it's very oh, solid. Yeah. Uh, Jeff doesn't know what's going on, asks Ovid to explain it, and instead Ovid says something about Starburns wearing a hat <laughs> because he's, like, committed to the Starburns, but he's starting to be a little bit self-conscious about the Starburns, so the hat <laughs> is supposed to distract from it, and it kind of does. It does, just a little bit. But not really. They, they kind of work together to be a, one thing. But why does he feel self-conscious? He's got a girl on each
1: shoulder. Well, I he's think he wants to be known for more than just the Burns. You know, he's, But they're, they're a, a choice. <laughs> they're a choice. He I'm sure chooses they take, to do that every day. Zach. I'm sure they take a lot of maintenance. Because <laughs> if you can grow facial hair that thick, you have facial hair coming in every day. You know? <laughs> so I feel yeah. like... <laughs> He, every day, makes a decision to carve not one, but two stars.
0: I think there's a chance that even in-universe, the Starburns might not be real.
1: That even wow. in-universe,
0: they might be adhesive.
1: Now, that's a, that's a conspiracy. <laughs> Guys, write us in on Twitter by letter. Smoke signal. Morse code. Oh Are right. Starburns Starburns real?
0: But Abed pretty much gives the facts to Jeff and says, you know, all these girls see her at, see Britta as an underdog now, so they're all on Britta's side because the guy walked out on her, which is, like, technically what happened, but there is something to be said about how Jeff was just, like, put into a situation kind yeah. of without any of his own understanding. I don't really like this interaction here where they're talking about the different sitcom Tropes stereotypes that Jeff might be involved with because... Abed's through line, which I like here quite a bit, is that he's ready for the next thing. He's Mm -hmm. ready for season two. He is ready for new adventures, new characters, new mishaps. But we're still stuck in the mess of season one. And throughout the episode, Abed kind of gets to say some of the stuff that I was saying during the season finale. Yeah, totally. And some of the stuff I'm sure the writers were saying. Like later he has a line about you know, I really wanted to do more stuff like paintball, but we have to do this right now. I'm sure that the writers and creators of the show were thinking the same thing, but we're like, no, we have to clean up the mess that we made last season. So I like the Abed's literally an embodiment of that in this episode. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then we get the introduction of Jane
1: Bauer. What do you think of her? What do you think of our
0: guest anthropology teacher this week?
1: I love it. I mean, we have the incomparable Betty White giving a great guest performance here. I think that I, off the top of my head, can't think of any performances in Betty White's career I've ever seen that I didn't like. So, Sure.
0: She's always so positive. And when she did this episode of Community, it was when her career was having a major, like, Mm -hmm. super late in life bump with stuff like The Proposal and several TV shows that she did. I feel like she was kind of a get for the show. Absolutely. And to talk a little bit about expectation versus reality because I don't remember this episode very fondly and here I am enjoying it quite a bit Mm -hmm. I don't remember liking Betty White in this episode that much I think just because it felt so one episode only I completely forgotten she was in it really? yeah like do you think It would have been interesting to see them, like, cast a anthropology teacher that stuck. Mm -hmm. But instead they went with the, you know, easy to go for bait of getting a major guest star to have for one episode. Yeah. I don't know. It would have been interesting to see something else they would have done. Because in the later seasons, uh, seasons three and four, they have a teacher for a class that sticks around for most of
1: the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't mind them doing it like this. uh, But I think it definitely would have been a cool route to have somebody you know, who does as good a job as the teachers that they did in season one, Mm. you know, because I think all of the ones they kind of highlighted were pretty memorable. Sure. And I think added to the show. And now we don't see him that
0: much anymore. Nope. Yeah. So Starburns like immediately undersells something that the new teacher says. So she takes a blow dart thing and nails him right in the in the Starburns (laughs) and like tranquilizes him. And I like that – okay, so something really big happens with the teacher in the end of the episode, something really violent that is a reason why she wouldn't be back at the school after this episode. And I really like how if they're going to have this teacher only around for one episode, they're going to make a good reason for why she leaves. She's super violent and abusive to her students. It makes me think has in-universe, is this a new teacher at Greendale, or has she been there for a long time? And now she's just finally, kind Now of. she's, like, acting out. I don't
1: know. Well, I could also very much believe that the student to which something is done, although I guess he didn't really report or anything, they just kind of... You know, maybe maybe that's it's the Greendale. furthest she's gone. It's Greendale. Yeah. Maybe it's the furthest she's gone. Or, or these are the first people to live to
0: tell the tale. Right? I'd believe it. So she gives her speech about the – I really like a lot of the speech that Betty White Mm -hmm. gives here. I think they wrote some silly stuff for her to say, and I'm sure she showed up to do this guest spot not knowing a lot about the show she was about to be in. Yeah. And she totally is game, and she tells it all very well. She says a lot of badass stuff about stuff she's done in the past historically, and Abed and Troy have a really sly handshake that they do that I think is really nice. yeah. And her whole speech is really great about how, I don't know, I don't know anything about anthropology, but she's basically like, you guys are going to meet your maker this semester and I'm going to make you look eye to eye (laughs) with existence and and all this stuff. And you're going to have to also make a diorama. And her whole speech about forming tribes and not allowing a race war to break out. and, (laughs) and, And I don't know, I think she gives a lot of really funny material here. (laughs) Now we're in the cafeteria for the first time this season, and Pierce is still spouting off some inappropriate stuff. This is the one about yarmulkes and that they're (laughs) half a hat saves money, but it's giving Troy all kinds of fuel for his really huge and especially huge on campus twitter account yeah you know it's been five seconds since he posted it and already this girl in the lunch line is like do you see this racist shit people are posting on twitter now it's just like oh look more racist shit on twitter
1: right then it was like oh wow what a novelty that somebody's being publicly this this outrageous uh those were the days if only (laughs)
0: Chang, we continue the tradition of cutting in the lunch line Chang cuts to be next to Jeff And they really set up well in this episode how You know, just based off of what we know of Chang from season one You don't exactly expect him to stoop to the lows To get into the study group that he will So it doesn't really He's kind of sly about how he's trying to get his way in And then in the end he totally breaks So it's cool how Jeff's like oh, you just really want to get into our study group, but you're too <laughs> proud to ask, right? And Chang's like, no way, whatever. And this is when he does his bank account on his phone. $23, we were right, mm-hmm. and 20 cents. Wow, I was one digit away. I've been I've been in times in my life where $23 and 20 cents in my bank account was not the lowest it had ever oh, been. Oh, yeah,
1: are you kidding when, me? That means like, that's Uber Eats money, that Zach. That means I'm eating tonight. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're balling. Twenty tomorrow. Wow. Tomorrow, uh, but tonight is great. That's tomorrow's Zach's problem. Exactly. Twenty three dollars. That's almost enough. Right, enough to an Uber to and back. Almost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff tries to get some lunch, and even the lunch lady is is negging him from his meal because of the Brita thing. The woman next to him very. Not nonchalantly pointing out, this is like what you did to Britta. I didn't love that personally. No, because
1: I think that the the lunch lady covered it.
0: Yeah, we all got it. (laughs) We all know. We're all on the same page. (laughs) And so Jeff goes to Britta, who is surrounded by a bunch of her supporters, to try to make the stop because he's used to be in the hot shit on campus. He Mm -hmm. doesn't like being disliked by so many people, especially the women at Greendale. And like I said earlier, how Jeff is the asshole that I love to hate. Now, there is one line that he has in this episode that yeah. I hate. Is it the one we're coming not up to... very soon? Is it? We'll see. Britta leaves to give him the time to talk. And they have this conversation about how Jeff's ready for this to blow over Britta's like, it will blow over, but she's not willing to be the one to put a stop to it because she likes the attention. Yeah. Jeff's really upset that his stock is plummeting, like he says. And Britta's so right when she turns around his, oh, I don't mean to sound like a tool, but maybe it's karma right back in his face. Yeah, that was good and here we get another great Gillian line performance when Jeff says <laughs> something to her quite rudely about being high on her own drama and Gillian's delivery of high on my own drama <laughs> so good have you ever been in a situation like that have
1: you ever been have you ever been dramatic like this um I'm not normally the one to be loud in public and be dramatic, but I've definitely been in a conversation with somebody that was at one volume, and then they took it up to a louder volume unnecessarily in a similar fashion.
0: Okay, sure. I don't know. I feel like I'm a mix of not being the one to be loud and make a scene, but also, like, I don't know, getting some enjoyment out of <laughs> out of shenanigans. I don't know. High school was wild for everyone. i <laughs> sure I was in a situation similar to this. And I love after Britta slams whatever she slams on his head. The People's Champion.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. It's pretty good. Britta, I am very much not really in favor in of episode. smashing food on somebody's head, but the People's Champion yell afterwards was pretty solid. Have you ever had food smashed on you? Yes. Okay. Okay, this one time at band camp, and this person is, yeah. is my friend and was my friend at the time. It was just apparently I caught them on a bad day. But we're sitting in the cafeteria at this Christian university that we've decided to hold our band camp at. And i am it's my first year of band camp. I thought I was, you know, hot shit. So I had, like, coordinated outfits and everything to be extra cool. Oh, my God. And I had on this, like, brand-new white shirt and these brand-new white shorts and, like, some cool tennis shoes. And I threw, like, a, a little napkin ball at somebody just messing around. And then she took some chocolate ice cream and smashed it all over me.
0: You're like, I picked this shirt out a month ago.
1: I was like, this is my brand new special white shirt. Uh, I can't believe you've done this.
0: Don't throw shit at people.
1: Well, I guess.
0: Maybe it's karma.
1: I guess. Maybe it was. It was People's champion. It was a dry, clean paper towel. <laughs> One of my other favorite things is Troy just running with the crowd of women that loves Britta. He
0: didn't have to tell Jeff that he's taking Britta's side, but he's like bopping and grinding with the with the people bopping and grinding with Britta and he's like, Sorry, Jeff, you suck. I'm going <laughs> where the heat is <laughs> It's very funny. Troy doesn't get to do a lot this episode, but he does have some pretty funny moments. Yeah. And here, like I said, five minutes later, we kind of get the same thing with Annie and Jeff again where Annie says, well, you know, I'm not – I haven't turned on you. Not all women are turning on you. You still have people in your corner. And this is that Jeff line when yeah. Jeff said uh, – Annie says something about women deserving to be with Jeff. Well, she and, says
1: all not all women have turned against you, not the one who deserves to be with you. And Jeff says all women deserve to be with me and vice versa. That Yuck. is
0: not – gonna fly dog
1: yeah that's not a good one yeah that was pretty bad all women deserve to be with me and vice
0: versa lines like that in an episode that jeff does quite a few things that i think are funny totally take away any chance of him getting mvp for me this week you can't say that shit dude no (laughs) unless it's like part of something you know, unless he, like, gets reprimanded because of it. That'd be a different yeah. thing.
1: He just gets to say stuff like this willy-nilly, and Annie still wants to be with him. Well, and immediately after, Annie says, granted, but, like, she doesn't disagree with him. She says, ha, 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 unless... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but this conversation does give Jeff the realization of how he can turn this situation around, and this, even though it's mean... I really like where this goes. A lot. I do too. I, think I don't it's really think funny. I did when I was when I was watching this show before, but I think there's a ton of comedic potential in in this idea that we're about to see. Jeff says that he's got an idea of how to beat Britta at her own game and Annie's like, "Oh, not really what I was thinking about, but see you later. And <laughs> then it's a really that's funny Pat, visual. You're on. That Troy walks up to Annie and he's got some random girl on his shoulders who's doing like the vibin, like hand out the window in the car arms kind of thing <laughs> going on. Just while he's standing there. I think it's really funny. That's when he asked for the cleanest bathroom.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. The yogi of India swear by the restorative powers of Betty White's urine. Yes, we're back in the anthropology class. She's
0: teaching our our, our our students. And yeah, she's sipping on some urine. No one else is all that interested. And now we're talking about the assignment for this week, that she has these tools. And as a group, they're going to have to discuss all the tools and decide which one of the nine is most important for human survival. Exciting stuff. That would have been a kind of a cool... Assignment. That would have been a really cool assignment, but it's one of those assignments that's like a TV show assignment. It's like, what do you actually learn from that? You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah, it's it's like a few shades away from shows in like the early '90s having <sighs> teachers that they're like, "Today's English assignment: Tell me how you feel. Write me your
1: story. I don't know. Just or they're like, like, "How is that today? Actually I want assignment? you to write about someone else in the class that you feel very strongly about." And, like, all these, like, 15-year-olds are like, sure, fine. Like, no. TV totally ruined school for me because I was like, why do all of
0: my teachers not care? You know, (laughs) why aren't any of my teachers trying to, like, show up at my house on a motorcycle to save me from my abusive family? Right, like,
1: why has nobody noticed I've been a little blue lately?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was definitely, and still can be sometimes, someone to, (laughs) to be in a situation and be like... Um, I don't. No one was
1: ever like. Look around. Is anyone paying attention? (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I love a good dramatic exhale. I did that really
0: close to the microphone. I'm scared to see what that's gonna sound like when I (laughs) edit this together. Uh, Okay, so they're talking about the assignment, and Jeff raises his hand to ask a question, (laughs) and this whole interaction is so perfect you know but the question's not for you it's for britta and it's not a question at all
1: (laughs) one of the best parts of this whole episode like as great as this scene is between jeff and britta Mm -hmm. annie's reactions during this whole thing are priceless
0: when i say i don't like what they do with annie in this episode i do like all the bits where stuff is happening with jeff and britta and she's just there like having to, to watch it happen I think this is so funny, Jeff. He if he says he loves her in front of everyone like she did, he's absolved of the guilt and of everything that 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 made everyone think badly of him. And he's got Britta on her own game, and it's really funny. You can see Britta's jaw just tighten, like oh no. Because they've totally taken away successfully in this episode that any part of Britta that meant what she said in the season finale, this isn't – they're not dating. They're not, like, talking to each other. And Jeff knows that and Britta knows that. It has nothing to do with him. She just likes this attention that she's getting. Yeah. So Jeff literally says to her face, like – well, yeah, I know this puts you in a really big position in front of everyone, but I have to know right this second, in front of everyone, do you love me? <laughs> and the the inciting incident, you know, <laughs> Britta saying, like, through gritted teeth, like, looking him dead in the eye more than anything in the world. <laughs> it's a lot like what me and Steven have going this on. This is
1: literally our podcast. The this emotions right are here. coming
0: from a much different place. Yeah, you know it. And then we get one of the most beautiful uh, displays of affection on any medium. (laughs) You know, I love their, like, so it begins. The greatest relationship ever known. They're really, (laughs) like, as slowly as they can getting close to each other to kiss. They open their mouths wide before they touch mouths. They go tongue first. (laughs) Like, they were both waiting so hard for the other person to pull away. And then they're so, like... Like yeah. the way they touch each other is so robotic. And you cut to Betty White just being like, "What the f- is going on?" Here? <laughs> I get paid for this, right? <laughs> As she's standing there drinking a chalice of her own urine. Yeah, this, it's making her sick. You know, it calms her down. <laughs> and that's where we where we go to commercial. We can't look at that kiss with. I'm sure you've got to have seen on Twitter how TV's Kevin Lanigan loves to use. He has a gif of that kiss that yeah. he uses. All the time. Like, I see it in our mentions (laughs) at least once a month. I see it on my timeline at least once a week. He's always like, I'm not going to do it. And then he does it. So we can't not shout him out when we're at this momentous moment in community.
1: If you didn't hear it, go check out our Halloween special we did, wow, almost a couple months ago now with TV's Kevin Mm -hmm. Lanigan. Just, no, just one month. (laughs) Just just one month. Oh, it's November now. Just one month. I don't know when time is.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I do check that out. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was only six
1: years ago when we had Lil Kevin on the show.
0: Now we've got in the quad kind of area, Jeff and Britta are sitting in like a position that from far away would be really cute. Like Britta's yeah. sitting on the arm of the chair. They're sharing kisses. But up up close, it's so like, like – when they kiss each other, it's like a chicken like pecking something. It's like it's
1: so aggressive.
0: they say one sentence and they smash faces and like "Good, love <laughs> you, smash, good, love you, smash." <laughs> I think it's really funny. <laughs> I think Joel and Gillian play so well off of each other with all of this stuff. so good. all the open eyed kissing is very uncomfortable and very funny. I like then we cut to the study group, or like Shirley Annie and Ovid watching them. And they all, all their reactions are priceless. Like, Shirley, like, wants to be happy, but can tell how disgusting whatever's happening yeah. is. But says, like, doesn't it make you want to cry? And Annie starts throwing up at the sight of what's happening. That's a little much. But I definitely understand I the feeling of mm-hmm. the person that you're crushing on. macking on someone else, and you're right there. Yeah, every
1: time I have to watch a Zendaya movie where she, like, has a little boyfriend or something, it just makes me sick. But at the end of the day, I know she loves me. On every monthly rewatch of Shake It Up, it just... (laughs) Yeah, I'm going through Casey Undercover right now, and, you know, there's this little love interest at school, and I'm not about it.
0: Yeah, everyone go find Steven's... Oh my god, now my words are gone. Everyone go and find Steven's f- petition to get Casey Undercover back on the air. We're gonna do it, guys. We gotta see how that all We're plays We're already out.
1: at a whopping 96 signatures, okay? in, only a, few, <laughs> in only a shoe In only a few short years what? of it being <laughs> circulated around the internet, we've hit a whopping 96. And now I'm only allowed to sign it oh, once dude. a month, right? So, <laughs> at least 80 of those have got to be you guys. So just keep it up, keep up yeah, the fight. Our voices will be heard. <laughs> A Zendaya fan account, um, did like somebody's retweet of the petition. So I think that we're just getting closer and closer. to She's gonna see it, guys. She's gonna see it. See
0: it. She, she's gonna see it. and Be like, I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> she's like, I'm on
0: an. She like, I want an Emmy. <laughs> I make HBO money now. <laughs> Yeah, for whatever reason, Disney Channel they could only they only paid me in music videos.
1: Yeah, they said, "Hey, we're gonna make you a star, kid." But you know, they said that for years. I still haven't gotten a check. Anyway, (laughs) this is that I
0: downloaded a song so I could think of that made me think of you. Let's each listen with one earbud. Steven, if you and I were sharing a moment like that in our relationship, what uh-huh. song would be playing between the two of us as we okay, both I listen think on one earbud?
1: It would either be Okay Um something by the Beach Boys. Okay. Right? Like, okay. I know perfectly well. Either that one, or it would be Weezer. More likely Weezer.
0: Steven and I have gotten pretty emo to Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys together before, and yeah. Weezer's The White Album. That's the kind of people we are. I was thinking, you know, we'd be staring longfully into each other's eyes, and we'd hear, like, a little bit of Monica over <laughs> here,
1: a little bit whoever Actually, you know what there. it would be? We'd be sitting there, the sun setting, gazing into each other's eyes, and we'd hear... Chicka Chicka Slim Shady I'm sick of him <laughs> oh,
0: If you want to Know how many of the words To that song I know Because of when I was 20 years old You'll have to sign up for the Patreon
1: <laughs> Can we do a karaoke stream Where I do it exclusively In Japanese and you do exclusively in well, Okay songs? so back to community
0: <laughs> the, the reason we're all here <laughs> This has this continues Abed's thread that I like here, where he has a line about spinning off with Shirley. What does he say? Maybe they'll open up like a hair salon together. Yeah, I would watch that. And then Abed's delivery of "Is this you being meta?"
1: <laughs> she, I love how hard Shirley tries to know what the is going on. Mm-hmm. It's and great. she's
0: usually just about there. He's she's totally being meta. Mm-hmm. And Shirley says something kind of good to Abed where. She sees how Abed isn't really, you know, living in the moment, kind of is wanting to push everyone into a certain direction. And, yeah. And he, he said, er, Shirley says to him that, you know, if, if you really cared about your friends, you'd see their relationship as a positive and you'd want to get involved with it. And, mm-hmm. and Abed hadn't thought about it that way, which is going to bring us to the best segment of this episode. Thanks to that. <laughs> Jeff and Britta are doing a real cute one hand, hand in each in back butt pocket. pocket. Oh. I never did that one, I don't think.
1: No, I don't think it's comfortable or possible. Mm-hmm. Also, the pockets I think pockets certainly on girls- possible. Well. After you've had a couple kids, Zach, like, the pockets oh in the back God. of your pants start to shrink a little bit. You know what oh I'm saying? God. You can get other pants. <laughs> 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 um,
0: yeah, I was never in the high school hallway. I was never a pocket hand person i was like a arm around the
1: waist as Mm. we walk person i was definitely a hand holder i like holding hands i do too you know we don't do it often enough no let's hold hands next time we see each other
0: let's do that that'd be really nice
1: (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna come all the way to indiana to see you just to hold where is he five minutes. where is he i want (laughs) to hold his hand
0: oh my god I'm gonna was burst that, down your door. Was that your Wesley Snipes
1: impression again? <laughs> it's like, Blade, please. <laughs> hey there, I'm Blade. Hold my hand. I'm a day walker.
0: Oh, man. Now <laughs> I know I, I'm gonna throw up like Annie does to, yeah. the, to the hand. So now we're in the study room. A couple of them, Britta appears and Shirley are discussing the tools, trying to figure something out about this assignment that they have. I really like Shirley's bit. <laughs> she pulls out clearly an axe, clearly <laughs> not a cross. Something that's so very vaguely in the shape of a cross. You know what I mean? Like, it's a real stretch to say that it looks like a cross. (laughs) She sets it out representing Christianity. Troy's got his really funny bit about looking backwards in a telescope. (laughs) Like, you can make people tiny. (laughs) Pierce's Pierce's got the, oh, I'll tell you the most important tool of survival. A fair warning, it's my penis. And let's talk about this line for a second because wasn't it only like two weeks ago That he made banana penis joke. Yeah. Uh, And and I love when they give Pierce lines like this because there's a mix of Chevy Chase, the man, saying these lines through gritted teeth. (laughs) Like the way that Pierce says – the way that he pauses to say, but fair warning, it's my penis. It's a mix of like Chevy really not wanting to say these things. No. And also Pierce – saying things that he knows he shouldn't say but says them anyway and And it makes
1: the performance great because it works really well
0: it's really funny (laughs) but i do think it's that chevy is like what are these choose racial slur making me say this week (laughs) right
1: right (laughs) he's like oh hey i you know i was a writer on snl
0: yeah during the golden year wants to talk about your 65 year old penis chevy Anyway, <laughs> I do like the bit here that he says it and nobody reacts, but yeah. then Troy tweets it. Everybody reads it and laughs. I like that all of these people have like the notifications for Old White Man Says on their phone. Yeah.
1: Also, they've shown Troy's phone so many times up close, I couldn't tell you what the hell it is. Hmm. Maybe it's because we were 10 when this came out, so we don't know what phones were then. <laughs> Oh yeah, because when we were ten, ten-year-olds didn't have cell phones. That wasn't. Yeah, a thing. totally. Now, like kids that are like so totally. young have phones.
0: I didn't get my first cell phone until I think it was the summer after my freshman year of high school.
1: Yeah, I. That's a little later than me. I was the Christmas of my eighth, seventh, or eighth grade year.
0: Now, I got an iPod Touch like in 7th or 8th grade. So that was basically a cell phone. I used it to start texting people. I started using social media. So that was pretty much when I got a cell phone. I didn't actually get a cell phone until I started doing more stuff out with friends. Mm -hmm. And my mom would be like worried if I didn't show up at a certain time and she didn't have a way to get hold of me. So how do you feel about like down the road when you have kids?
1: I think that i am not like anti-technology or anything i think that there's a lot of really good things that you can get from technology at a young age and like resources and access to information i think i'll probably be seen as maybe a little protective in terms of like internet stuff but that's because i wasn't allowed to have social media until i was like a little older so i kind of have that same view of like like, I freaked out, you know, just at the thought of my sister having a Snapchat. And she wasn't Snapchatting sure. anybody but, like, me and my mom. But I was like, well, I don't, I don't know about that. Who, who are you taking pictures for? Who, you? you know, she's but, just talking to her but friends. But are you,
0: are you nervous because of the decisions you expect her to make? Or are you nervous because of the decisions you made when you
1: were first in that position? Well, here's the thing. is I feel like in terms of, for the most part, on social media, I was, I've always been really good because so I've been terrified of my mother. Right? I can relate to that. Sure. Right, but I feel like it's the other things that have to do with the cell phone that aren't like, or that you don't think everybody will see, or that like maybe you shouldn't see at such a young age because it's very easy to stumble onto things that you should not be stumbling onto. No, you know, this is such a derailment,
0: but I like where this is going. Mm -hmm. I feel a mix of different things because I was an internet savvy kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know the bad stuff of it, but I know that like. Uh I don't know, making friends on the internet isn't like, you know, when we were young, making friends on the internet was still kind of a taboo thing cuz you yeah. don't know who's on the other side. Now it's like I'll feel pretty comfortable that if my kids are playing games online with people that it's either people their same age or adults who play games and aren't trying to infringe on anything. Exactly. I don't know. But at the same time, I do know that it can be dangerous, and I know that it can have a big effect on your mental health the, the way that mm-hmm. social media – I don't know. It will be, it'll yeah, be interesting. Yeah,
1: I think I'll probably be very closely monitoring what my kids do. I don't think they need – I think that having a phone is important for safety reasons. You know, anytime that you're apart, it's not good to not have a way to contact each other. Yeah. But in this day and age, you can get them There's so many ways. a tablet or iPod or something like that. Do they even still make iPod touches? I don't know. But get them something that they can use that's not necessarily a cell phone, but that they can still use to contact me. Because now you sure. don't even... You, it used to be, you know, if it wasn't a phone, you had to use Wi-Fi. But oh, now yeah. that you can get, you know, 4G and stuff on that's not true. phones... So to wrap this
0: up and move back to community,
1: I know everyone's here to
0: hear our hot parenting takes, (laughs) Uh, what age then? At what age are you like, I no longer need to watch what you're doing, you probably will do things that I don't want to happen, but that's kind of an important part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like when my kids are around like 13, I'll be Mm -hmm. like, I still want to be a part of this, I still might like... Be like, I don't know about that, but I do feel like at a certain point, I've got to be like, I can't... I don't know, because I feel like I was a little bit overly monitored, Mm -hmm. which really can sometimes
1: encourage... uh, Being sneaky and... Yeah, and getting good at it. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that my... The thing that that I have fear, and I know that this is not necessarily the right way to go about things, but I think it's kind of dependent on... Whether my kid, you know, whether I see them more at risk, you know, like if I've got you know a fifteen-year-old son who's doing whatever, I'm gonna be a little less worried about him being targeted on the internet than I would be about you know my thirteen-year-old daughter, That's or if fair, I have fair. another child who's a, who's who's in a demographic of higher internet like threat risk, you know, I think that uh, LGBT children and things like that are a lot of times targeted. And so I think that if my child falls into one of those categories where I feel like they are at higher risk of being, you know, uh, p- preyed upon on the Internet, I'd probably be a little more protective of them. Um, but I'm sure by that point there will be six-year-olds with Facebooks. So How
0: did, how did we get to this? <laughs> how did this start?
1: I really wish I could tell you.
0: Let's get back to the
1: television <laughs> program community, folks. What do you say? Be safe on the Internet, kids.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah. If you're under the... Yeah, turn this off and go play (laughs) Club Penguin or something. (laughs) Oh, Anybody who, like, would be... That's just Steven's sister, like, specifically.
1: Yeah, especially you. Stop listening to the the terrible things I say. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Anyway. We're getting closer to the part of this episode that really builds so well for me. And I think this episode does the best job so far of put everybody in the study group, mm-hmm. close the doors, let them bounce off of each other, and like let them yell at each other, and let them make jokes on each other's expense and see yeah. how much they can get out of it, to the point where later on in the series they do whole episodes of it. But mm-hmm. I think this episode does it great. Jeff and Britta are just kissing all the time. You would think that they could drop the
1: facade a little bit when their friends are around. You would but think, no, they're but really they're both so stubborn. And I love just, like, the disgust on each of their faces every time they kiss or say that they love each other or any the of that because that, they hate it.
0: And the thing that, like,
1: I love
0: and hate about this is you know that, like, it probably really turns them on, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, I hate you so much.
1: <laughs> you know what it's like.
0: <laughs> we to- we've we been there. Come on.
1: It, it, it Literally.
0: So, yeah, they're just loving on each other so much. Everyone's watching with different troubled <laughs> Except Annie, or Annie, who's trying
1: her best to look away.
0: Yeah. And Abed has this face of waiting for the right moment to spry the plan that he's put together. Uh, he he basically just says, Oh, yeah, all that stuff you say and true. How about you guys get married? And because they're so built up on it, they're like, Yeah, of course I would. There, nothing could stop me. And Abed's <laughs> like, Okay, do it. Here's a ring. And all of a sudden, the funniest thing of this entire episode goes into motion, where the door bursts open, and we get this huge group of people that Abed has put together to make this fake study room <laughs> wedding, and Annie's, like, screaming and crying, and Shirley's clapping in joy. There's just so much going on. <laughs> Surely, was really worried about their souls. They, we get the reveal to the whole group that they had premarital sex on the table and all of the reactions off of that with, like, Annie being disgusted. And, and, and then we get Annie, you know, dropping the bomb to everyone mm-hmm. that you had sex with Britta and then kissed her – And it just all comes down, but not in a way like how it feels in the end of the season one finale, Yeah, in a way that just feels chaotic and funny and high energy in a way that really works for this show.
1: It's funny, though, because everyone kind of reacts very differently to, you know, they're kind of grossed out that they slept with each other on the table with Britta, but not that they necessarily slept together. But as soon as it comes out that he kissed Annie, everyone is like, yo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Annie full on punches Jeff in the face, which... (laughs) Boy, is that satisfying. Yeah. You know, I undercut Annie because, sure, she does the crushy stuff, but when she learns that Britta and Jeff had sex, something that she didn't know about, she sees Jeff in that light of the, like, oh, when he says every girl deserves to be with me, he means it. He meant that, he, yeah. He, she, er, she looks up to him, and I think – Sure, communities, I totally agree with you that I think this episode paints so much that Annie has feelings for Jeff and that Jeff probably has feelings for her that he doesn't feel he can act on. But I think in this moment, that breaks a little bit and Mm -hmm. she's really disgusted by him and that punch is really well earned. And after a season of Jeff being so smarmy and often being the top man out of the situation to get that punch in the face and for it to come from someone so kind as Annie, it's a great moment. Very satisfying. (laughs) So everyone's reacting to that. (laughs) as (laughs) Abed's wedding (laughs) processional comes in. He's got Leonard with a guitar and and a beach hat on, which on the commentary they mentioned that was uh, was Richard Erdman's hat. He showed up with that hat. He was not costumed that hat. (laughs) That was his own doing. He's playing guitar with the smuggest smile on his face, which I really love. Yeah, we've got the Irish singer. We've got these balloons that Abed's carrying in with the with a tuxedo t shirt on, and the balloons have this morph of Jeff and Britta's <laughs> face that's truly upsetting. Very nightmarish is a great way to put it. Uh, they're singing that linger parody. Now there
1: is no deep. You know, she's such a fool for him. She has a ring around her finger. And I bet hired an Irish singer. Brit is Marianne. Brit is Marianne. Brit is Marianne. Jeffrey Winkler.
0: What the hell is this? He's such a fool for him. <laughs> He's got his ring around her finger. <laughs> it's really great stuff. It's really funny. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but in a way that works so well for this show.
1: Yeah, and I think this is... I love it. It. I love it a lot. The last, like, five minutes that we've experienced this episode, really the last even two minutes, are just so indicative of, like, the route that it goes on seasons two and three of just, like... Man, am I excited. Aren't you yeah, excited to I'm dig into all this? so hyped. And that this is one of the episodes that I remember not
0: liking that much. So yeah. I can't wait to get to the ones that I know that I love with all my heart. So they're they're singing. Uh, they have a couple people bring in like flowers. They give they give Britta a bouquet. Someone's throwing around flower petals. They've got a little stand. Abed really outdid himself on this one. He was all this like, together. you know, this
1: needs to move along and be. He's like, you
0: need to get in there fast. We need to get the vows out fast. We need to get out faster. <laughs> And I like the, the British, or British, the Irish singer does a really good job of like, you know, reading the notes on the card, like not totally sure what she's doing. This scene is put together and performed so well, <laughs> and it's just because Abed wants to move things along the way shows typically do. Yeah. And if it's going to be a, rom- uh, a romantic relationship-driven story – We're going to do a wedding episode. So he puts together a wedding episode. And this is the joke that I love so much where Jeff is just bloody face. He's like, Abed, like in a way that's said like a joke, but it's truly not. Like, Abed, this is not what's happening. We're not doing a wedding episode. And Abed, just cold feet, talk with your best man, George Clooney. What's up? (laughs) This guy, and the impersonator even gives like a laugh after he says it. He can't really take it seriously. This guy who like just barely looks like george just
1: barely almost if you're squinting in a dark room (laughs) just barely
0: (laughs) i think it's really funny it's all about the (laughs) razzle dazzle troy uh you know lets a slip to abed that jeff made out with annie and that changes things and abed who usually knows all of this information didn't know about this Mm -hmm. and so the fight starts back up uh pierce gets a little jab about uh, Abed asks where they made out, and Pierce says, I'm assuming on the mouth. How rude of you. God. <laughs> and more information comes out that it was right after the dance, right after Britta had said that she loved him. And then, yeah, everyone's just yelling at him for being a bad person. And Jeff says some things that
1: aren't great. He attacks Shirley
0: for this for some reason.
1: yeah. And he he says that she kind of misses the point of the Twilight series that she loves so much, which I don't know if I buy Shirley loving Twilight, but that's okay. I can see her maybe liking the movies.
0: Yeah, it seemed like this came from somewhere else. It seems like Jeff was already hot about this, and then
1: it just came out on Shirley. (laughs) But he said that the message is that, you know, men are monsters who crave young flesh, which once again, whoa, homie. (laughs) But here's the
0: thing where this one bothers me most because it's like kind of a – self-aware line where like mm-hmm. he knows that that's disgusting and he knows that that's what he's doing and it isn't completely false it, it, there's some truth yeah. to what he's saying and it feels very self-reflective like coming out at a heated moment and I don't know for not wanting to like I would love to have a conversation with the guy sometimes I feel like he's a, he's a troubled person but it feels very Dan Harmon doesn't it?
1: yeah so I'll leave it with that
0: yeah. But I think it's a good line and I think it speaks a lot for the moment. I think but it works really well. Yeah. At least we uh, have the decency, the decency to keep, to keep, it, keep secret. it secret instead of blurting out I love you to everyone who sleeps with us. Yeah, that's a really heated. It's like the anti-winger speech mm-hmm. where he's usually got it so together and there's a theme going on and honestly it's a theme through the season premieres cuz the season 3 premiere is the one where he goes really nuts and he like Axes the study table. Yeah. Uh, that he's lost it here, and he can't hold it back when he's usually got it so together. It's almost like a more wholesome version of, like, Dennis Reynolds, who has That's such a, good... a like, plastered-on persona, but when it shatters, like, it's It unsettling. shatters. <laughs> yeah, and I love that it causes Britta to yell, oh, please, I never loved you, which we really needed to hear to reset mm-hmm. the season. And I love Joel's delivery and his... <laughs> Aha! The way he just yells it, and he's so animated
1: Through with Through a it. bloody nose, corsage pinned to his black shirt. These people in this episode, this
0: insanely talented ensemble cast, is truly just eating up all of the jokes yeah. in every little minute, and... Every single thing that they have, they all kill. Like, Joel does some really great work in this scene. I love that he high-fives the person who's supposed to officiate (laughs) the wedding as he's like, I win! I did it! And Annie, you know, says everything to do is a competition. And Britta says, well, you're being competitive with Jeff. And it just all implodes on top of each other. She even brings up how you dated Vaughn after I dated Vaughn. And now you kiss Jeff after I say... Jeff loves or that I love Jeff and and makes the statement about frying her tongue off if what if she says she loves the she's
1: like I better not look at that outlet for too long or you'll fry your tongue off something like that
0: do you not do you disagree that this is like one of the best scenes we've covered so far
1: I I would agree I think this is one of the best because I think everybody really gets to kind of Shine. I think a lot of stuff comes out that the characters in the show have been holding yeah, in for a long time. Saying, not just
0: from the season one finale. Yeah, this is kind of where like any line of like we're a study group and we're going to hold certain stuff together to be a group of friends. That's that curtain now. is totally t-
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember this episode being this good. No, but I, yeah. I think this is a certainly like a standout. Just community moment. Troy
0: has to make it about how he wants some (laughs) girls. You know, you don't have sprinkled donuts and eat one and lick another,
1: which... You know, Britta does not love that they referred to as donuts, but that's far from the worst thing they've been referred to as, I feel like, in this episode already, so... Jeff
0: does kind of cross a line, but this is something that should be dropped, too, is that it's totally inappropriate that uh is capitalizing so much off of the crazy stuff stuff's piercing without at least letting him in on it a little bit mm-hmm. and but jeff's doing the wrong thing by blowing up troy's spot to yeah.
1: to clear himself and troy kind of points that out he's like oh yeah sure people are nice yeah
0: come on that's not gonna track but he's also like nobody listened to that
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice try And Pierce, the funny
0: reveal that he's been following this Twitter account the The whole whole time. time. Yeah, that's me. No wonder he says everything I'm thinking. (laughs) That's funny. I really like how they don't give Pierce a lot to do in this episode. No, they don't get they don't give Chevy a lot to do in this episode. It's kind of just like. Here's Chevy. Here's a bone. You see it? Here's yeah. your bone. Go get it. Go get it. Ah, go good Chevy. Come on. Come back. Come back. Maybe Say they don't racist. tell
1: him, like, what things are for what episode. They just, like, let him film some stuff, and then they just fit it in. <laughs> That's why he has to wear the vest in every That's episode. It's the vest. So it can That's just why. go wherever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I love that all of this happens while there are all of these people that Abed hired to put together this <laughs> wedding episode at the same time. Pierce charges at Troy yeah <laughs> I don't know Ava, what he wanted to do there it did not work bastard. so well and that's when we get the line that you mentioned that. well what if I <laughs> show everything you say he thinks all dogs are boys and all cats are girls it's really funny and this is one of the better like Donald Glover Troy-isms of the episode yeah. the way he delivers that have you ever seen a cat penis it's very funny and is <laughs> really funnily says you know what this is going crazy, this is not really what I expected, this show's cancelled, goodbye, and he leaves <laughs> And this is when Jeff says the type of thing that in the first episode of Community would have been super harsh to say to Abed, mm-hmm. but it's not completely unearned here. Abed is kind of being a little bit holier than thou to everyone yeah. when he's controlling people, and Jeff says it kind of in a mean way that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's mocking, but calls out Abed when no one else really will and then Abed really gets to school Jeff with yeah. like you know I can tell life from TV TV makes sense and has likable people oh. uh, real life doesn't make sense and we've got you
1: Yeah too. I really like that line about you know TV has a likable leading man and we've got you I think that that's like nail on the head with the And hammer. I think the community creatives
0: really like to pat themselves on the back for having Jeff Winger is a main character because Mm -hmm. he's not a traditional uh, protagonist, and he is the bad guy a lot of times. So I'm sure in this moment they were all like, we did it. (laughs) I'm sure their nipples all got real hard.
1: Peak fiction.
0: (laughs) Don't disagree. And then the George Clooney guy decides to break the awkwardness and is like, I'm still here an hour if you guys want him to do some Batman lines. (laughs) You know what Lily said when we were watching this episode? Hmm. George Clooney was Batman? Oh, no. I know. The bat nipples. Come on. Batman and Robin is terrible, but you've, gotta but you've got to have seen it But you've got to watch times.
1: it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the one with uh, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, right? Where yeah, is and
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger as yeah, Mr. Freeze. Freeze. Come yeah, on. That one's the governor great. of California? Yeah. Come that,
1: on. How have you not seen that one 20 <laughs> times?
0: <laughs> so there's the end of that. We get a We get a commercial break, and that section of this episode is just so flawless the way that it builds up and all the laughs but all the stuff that's also really great character building and, and conflict that's finally erupting after not for so long they really knocked it out of the park there yeah afterwards now Jeff is sulking kind of into the anthropology classroom similarly to how Britta sulked in at the beginning of the episode now he's kind of feeling down and the attention's all on him. Uh, everyone's mad at him. The study group is not really on talking terms at this point because of this big conflict. And he has
1: no one to sit next to except for Starburns. <laughs> which, which is never a good situation to be in where you end up next to Starburns. Sure.
0: <laughs> Starburns says some gross stuff. And I don't really like Starburns' lines here. He, it's very exposition-y when he's yeah. like, oh, the study group's over. Everyone knows you did it with Britta. Isn't the reason you got with those people to bang Britta? It's literally like, did you not watch last season? Here's all Here's the stuff. Here's what happened. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jeff, what happened to you. <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah. French the brunette, we all know. They're saying stuff we've heard a thousand times. Professor Bauer starts the class, and they're talking about the results of the assignment. And Jeff decides to stand up and 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 give an answer, you know... Betty White's character is kind of like, well, I don't know. The last time I let you talk in front of everyone, what does she say? I got what the maku maku call dirt roaded. (laughs) And Chang writes that one down. He takes really great notes in this class. Yeah. He comes up and he's determined to make things better. This is... I also think this episode does a really good job of using the winger speech, but also kind of turning it on its head a little bit. Yeah. To where he... Stands up in front of everyone and gives this speech about how the most important tool for humanity's survival is respect, and he really thinks he's won the class over. But he's just making an ass of himself. Yeah, more.
1: he absolutely. It,
0: he's like Linus at the end of Peanuts Christmas when he's like, <laughs> "Well, everyone, this is about Jesus, guys," and and like uh, Pig Pen and the Peanuts Christmas special in the
1: background. Hot gay, right? <laughs> Which let's talk about this for a second because I feel like this was like. In terms of community, like widespread appeal, at least in our public, I guess I was in middle school at the time. This is the
0: image that people have seen the most from community. Yeah, because Everyone has used this GIF. Most people don't know it's from community. Mm-hmm. And that's very sad. I also think that it's not very funny. Especially not, not being an adult and understanding kind of the, you know. In context, it's kind of a little funny. And out of context, I don't think it's very funny. What I think is much funnier is when Jeff continues to talk and he says, oh, and that's just a fact. <laughs> and you hear Chang in the background like under his breath go, ha, gay fact. Yeah. <laughs> that one's
1: pretty funny. That I'll one's give funny. that one. Yeah. It's funny how like uh, that line used to get thrown around so much, at least, you know, by guys when I was in school but like it's it's not funny and it never really yeah. was funny sure now i will say you haven't
0: seen the serious finale of community i have not pretty much the i won't spoil it for you but pretty much the final things that are said in the series before an end tag that's separate from what's going on mm-hmm. echoes off of that i yeah yeah and it's great
1: okay well that's good
0: the series finale of Community is great. Yeah, I'm excited I, to see
1: it. I remember when okay. it like first aired, you like told me about it, like at least like what the, like the rough idea was. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Then I was like a couple episodes from that, and I never watched it.
0: I think when I watched it for the first time, I was still holding out hope that there was a chance for a season seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't really ready to look at it as a series finale, yeah. and I think I felt kind of so-so about it, even though mm-hmm. I liked it. But the more I've watched it, the more I've revisited it, it's one of the most original series finales. And for a show that was so original to have such an original series finale, That's cool. I think it works really well. I love here that they're subverting all your expectations because Jeff gives this big speech trying to right all his wrongs. And he they, like, zoom in on each member of the study group as he's, like, giving a, a speech that likens his issues with them to the, the – class speech he's trying to give yeah and you think it's like it's his big saving the day moment but it's not it just goes back into chaos <laughs> because professor Bauer is like well that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard and and then she says the most important tool is all of them because you can combine them into a weapon <laughs> and she makes a crossbow and she attacks Jeff with it <laughs> full on
1: First, she's about
0: him. to shoot him point blank. Thank God she misses because it hurls uh, an an entire axe out the window. <laughs> it would have murdered him. And then she kicks him down on the ground, and Betty White looks badass doing it. Yeah, she does. And hog ties him basically, has him choking at the neck. And Jesus Christ, Jeff yeah. was kind of a bad boy in this episode, but I don't know that he deserves all this unless but they talked she about it before. Full on
1: chokes him out. Yeah.
0: And Jeff did uh, – or Joel did a much better job of acting being choked out here than he did being tased a few weeks ago. Oh, hell yeah. Much yeah. better. He must have gotten some classes. It's and of course funny. Yeah. yeah, the shot of Pierce being like he's passing out as everyone gathers around him and then throws urine in his face. <laughs> and we get the camera shot of like the lens being splashed with urine. Funny stuff. Troy, stay with us, buddy. And then we fade into Jeff in a hospital bed. It looks like he's just in the, like, school nurse area. Mm -hmm. And this isn't the only time we have a shot of this, of, like, Jeff in the hospital and everyone surrounding him. Uh, The G.I. Joe episode. Yeah. How's that?
1: Do you like the G.I. Joe episode?
0: I was not a G.I. Joe kid. Mm. I went into it thinking I could still get quite a bit out of it. And no, you know, I really didn't that much. But I look forward to revisiting it. And now that we're podcasting about community, maybe I'll do what I did with Goodfellas and try to give some of G. I. Joe a shake before we before before we talk about that episode. As like, somebody a few who episodes, was of the cartoon.
1: a pretty big G. I. Joe fan. G. I. Joe in any capacity is not as good as Goodfellas.
0: Although you should watch
1: the... I'd imagine. You should watch the... I I guess there's no real reason for you to watch the movies. You'd get more reference material out of the cartoon.
0: I don't actually care. Yeah, I'm just going to watch some of the cartoon, I think. That's funny. So Jeff wakes up. He's kind of cloudy on what happened. And they explain that Professor Bauer got suspended. And we'll never see her again. (laughs) And they uh, all got an A because Jeff almost got murdered. So that's nice. Jeff suddenly remembers that someone might have thrown urine in his face, and, and Pierce is like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little scamp. I do stuff like that sometimes. They'll talk about it, and they've come to terms over the chaos that they need to be a little more respectful of each other, and they need to stick together as a group. Um, Annie says, I think you're gross now, but gives him a smile that shows that that's not the case. But the show's doing a good job of, we're going to put a button on this for right now. Yeah, We're going to put a bu- bookmark in the book close the book, put it on the shelf, we'll take it off the shelf later. But not for a while. That's not really a big part of season two, I don't think.
1: No, which I'm glad about. Troy says he'll
0: delete the Twitter account and drops their 600,000 followers, which of course Pierce wants to capitalize on that and and see what he can do with that. And they make a really specific reference and joke in this one, which I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. He says... Let's make Old White Man Says the TV show, and everyone in unison says, no, nope. that's an awful idea. This is referencing a real TV show that was on CBS for one season starring William Shatner called Shit My Dad Says. I do remember that It was that based show. on a Twitter account of the same name. It was on CBS, but okay, Community aired on 8 o'clock this episode. Mm-hmm. Shit My Dad Says on CBS the same night premiered at 8.30. <laughs> Oh, shit <laughs> but it's a joke about how awful an idea it is to make a show based on that twitter yeah account. and it was
1: a terrible idea it was a terrible show yeah not good But i love
0: that this show makes jokes like that yeah i, love that. I like That's how much one. it
1: pokes fun about the shows that air around it it's very arrested development of mm-hmm. it. so after that
0: um abed even apologizes which is nice abed doesn't really do stuff like that very often um they all have a nice moment. They're all on good terms. They've officially successfully capped off the mess from season one and gotten us ready for season two with everyone as a unit. But things are a little changed. It's a perfect way to start out the season. Would you say things are a little changed? Well, absolutely, because Chang shows himself in the room. And this is the Chang that I like the most in this episode when he's like, guys, I've worked up the courage. I did just want to be in your group. I got to just ask, do you have room for a little spare Chang? And I understand getting sick of the name drop joke, but it works here. Yeah, it's, it's cute. And the study group is all just kind of like, well, we gotta, we've got to been busy today. Jeff's like, I got a whole thing. And I love the way Chevy plays off. He's like, oh, come on. No way. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Not right now. And Chang's just like, totally, guys, totally fine. Just think about it. Let me know. This is me whenever I ask people to be on our podcast. <laughs> I'm like, please be our friend. And they're like, kind of going through a lot right now. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. So Chang leaves, and and they even play off of that. Jeff says, we'll let him in eventually. And and they're they're not sure if they're down for that or not, but... They say, you know, we've got each other. We're together. What's the worst thing that can happen? And and they're all like, yeah, you're right. Good point. Everything's good. But there is danger to come for the study group. All is not well. Because we get this super great Gollum, Smeagol, Lord of the Rings thing going on with Chang. And they've shot this so well at yeah. the study table where first we see in one solid shot Chang both do good and evil Chang. And then they start cutting it to make it look like they're on different sides of the room talking to each other, talking about how like they hate you. I'm your only friend. It's like, oh they're my friend. I just wanna <laughs> be cool with them. And the way that it cuts between good Chang being no and the other man, oh, Ah no we go, <laughs> is really well done. It's and super great. Ken Jong has such comedic chops. He can get a bad reputation of, like, really overacting and overdoing everything that he does. But he really commits hard, and sometimes he just knows exactly how much to give. And this is definitely one of those moments for me.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And that's the end of the episode. We get the end tag, which is, I don't know, kind of a mixed bag. What do you think of this end tag, Steven? I liked it. All right, and that was Steven's review of the end tag. <laughs> you kept that one under 20 seconds. I did. No, I think I like it, and some of the wordplay in the rap definitely bests the wordplay in the Spanish rap for the first season, but this feels very much like, hey, that worked really well when we did that last year. Let's do it again, but with our guest star. Yeah. And that's a little bit out of character for Community for my taste, even though it is super wholesome. (laughs)
1: Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Chordata, the class is Mammalia, cause boobies, we gotta.
0: Order is Primate, family Hominid, the genus
1: is Homo. But you know you're into cause I am in the species known as sapien. Dogs used to eat me, but now they bring the paper in. It's gonna take a lot to get me away from you. Damn,
0: damn. I learned from the commentary that Betty White had never heard Africa before. What? So this was kind of a mess and they kind of just put this on her when she agreed to guest star on their show, you know? So yeah. like she's obviously a very talented performer, but she's a woman in her 80s at this point and I'm sure it's tough for her at times. Mm-hmm. So I guess Yvette Nicole Brown sat down with her and really like taught her what to do and like that run, you know, when she's like, bless the reins, I think Yvette taught her how to do all that stuff and taught her the song <laughs> and I think that's really wholesome and it really speaks that's to-
1: adorable.
0: One day, Betty White won't be with us anymore. And there are, of course, endless hours of television that mm-hmm. are a testament to her lasting power and her, her her light shining. But I think here is a great example of old lady Betty White's light shining yeah. because she was so game to to do something new and different and weird with this weird show and these weird people. And she totally ate up all the scenes that she got
1: absolutely i think she just does such a good job here and it's adorable dogs used to eat me but now, now they, they bring, bring the paper, paper in
0: is a good one i think that's what it is <laughs> and i really like choice damn damn <laughs> and, and and the very end his high
1: falsetto run africa is really nice it's so good i like every time he actually gets to flex a little bit of his musical chops on here it, it makes yeah, me happy yeah because it's camper. not really a part of troy's character at all no
0: but it's so, but it works and it's really funny and same with abed that like yeah. i think we said it when talking about the spanish rap that abed's such a under control uh man with a plan type guy and to watch him just break loose and do stuff like crumping and to to beatbox with his friend is really great and really wholesome and that's how we end this episode that Man, the more I talk about it, the more I like it. And I did not expect to like this one that much.
1: Yeah, I am I really enjoyed that whole episode. I think that it's a really good kickoff to season two.
0: Absolutely. Like, a really great kickoff to season two. And Community is a show that kind of struggles with its season premieres and finales sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's best when it's just an episode of Community. But when it's an episode that has to set all the stuff up for the season or tie everything up with a bow, they... I think they care so much that they do too much and they have trouble putting it all together. Mm-hmm. But, And I've always felt that way about this episode, but this time I thought they did about as good of a job they could have done cleaning up the mess that I didn't care for in the end of season one in a way that I really, really liked and appreciated. And it was funny. And it was true to the characters. And everyone got a moment to shine. Yeah, I just like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, Zach... That's- Yeah. Who's your MVP this week? My MVP this week, and I am very
0: happy to say, is Britta Perry.
1: Yay! Because she
0: was done so dirty in the season finale, and for them to be able to take that and turn it into a story that works really well for her, both on a humor side with her relationship with Jeff once they start giving into it, and from a character side, like in the beginning of the episode, when she's being very contemplative and and thinking about what's happened— Uh, they knocked it out of the park and gillian knocked it out of the park and i think a slight runner-up to jeff but he does enough bad stuff in this episode that it's got to go to britta Mm -hmm. britta's so solid in this one what about you
1: yeah i want to give on my honorable mention to annie because i think she does some as as much as there's some stuff in the episode i don't love i think for the most part and especially in the second half of the episode she delivers i mean just as strong a performance as anybody else um I kinda of went back and forth between the two, but I ultimately decided to not go with Troy, even though Troy was super funny in this episode, and the sure. little bit that he does get, as usual, Don Glover knocks out of the park. Um I also went with Britta this week for my MVP. I think that, you know, it's a great not only just episode for her in general, but we actually kinda of get to see her both kind of on the the down and then up and then back just into the chaos, and I think that her crazy matches Jeff's crazy so well through all this, um, and they just play off of each other so well, and I think that she just really sells it, I mean, as well as, as anyone could. So, big nod to to my girl, Brit. Brit, Britta? Britta? This week.
0: Great start to the second season, and I think as good of a start as any to the second season of our podcast. Thanks yeah. for coming aboard. It's been a lot of fun. Make sure to send us in trivia, uh, your MVPs, and your favorite funny moments from upcoming episodes. Get us in those questions for Accounting for Lawyers by December 3rd, The Psychology of Letting Go by December 7th, and Basic Rocket Science by December 10th. Get involved with the show. We love it when you guys are a part of it. Uh, and I can't wait to dig more into it. What do you think, Stephen? you excited?
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. Make sure you guys send us those emails to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at disappoint. Or at you can't disappoint podcasts on Instagram. Also, find us on Facebook. We're everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're in your local newspaper. We're in your grandma's china cabinet. We are everywhere. Listen to us. Watch us. Love us.
0: And not this week, but more and more nowadays, we're, we are doing video content on YouTube. So if you haven't gotten on board uh, watching our show on YouTube, occasionally there is. A reason for it, if you haven't checked out that Dom and Andre special, the video of it is up on our YouTube channel. Go check it out.
1: Yeah, it's a hoot and a half. Come give it a watch. To wrap
0: things up for this week, before we see you guys next week for Accounting for Lawyers, which is an episode I'm excited to dig into that really goes into jeff's lawyer side and his law friends and delves to a side of his character that we've just heard about so far yeah and has a great guest star uh performance from drew carey in it yeah so i'm really excited to dig into all that with you guys from inside the dreamatorium black lives matter special thanks to our guest star today wesley snipes i'm zach i'm blade and i'm steven and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks Have for hanging out week, with us. Have a great week, guys. See you
1: soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Missionary accomplished. Streets ahead. And you're a
1: red car. Me and your girlfriend and your sister with a big scar. I said, I'll oh, Christ. And I told you twice. It's just not easy going through all these things thrice. What's well, this I want, sir? you drive a blueberry.